Welcome to a special edition of Spielin' and Dealin', the Georgia High School Basketball Podcast. I am Kyle Sandy, welcoming you back for the 2022-2023 GHSA High School Basketball season. Today is a recording of a preview of the GHSA Girls Preseason State Rankings was able to jump on with my friends at the Off the Dribble podcast, part of the Hype South Network. Uh, we were able to dive in and touch on some of the top teams among each classification. Girls State Rankings just came out on October 23rd, one day before the official start of practice and tryouts. So without further ado, this is a repurposed audio edition of the Off the Dribble podcast broadcast here on the Spielin' and Dealin' podcast. Hey, without further ado, man, let's go ahead and bring our guest to the, to the screen, man. Somebody getting a haircut? I know, that sounds a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Let's bring our guest to the screen, Charles. Mr. Kyle Sandy. Hey. Thanks for having me, you guys. Big day today. Big yes. day today, brother. Uh first of all, before we get into that, man, how's your Sunday been? Uh it's it's been good. It's been good, I think. You know, just focus on getting out those preseason girls state rankings and trying to avoid Twitter because you know, anytime I I put stuff out. I I ruffle some feathers, it seems. But other than that, no, it's been a good Sunday watching scary movies with the girlfriend. Uh, Just started Love is Blind, season three on Netflix. So it's been a good day. All right. Well, we're going to make sure that you have a a good night as well, man. We ain't going to bring no no static to you, man. We wanted to share our platform to to talk about these rankings, man, and kind of how you got to these rankings. And before we get there, though, can we see your shirt? Oh, yep. Everybody. Rankings don't equal rings. You can get that Sandy Spill at uh, sandyspill.etsy.com. So if you don't like where you're, you're ranked to start the season, remember, just because you're ranked number one, that doesn't mean you end the season with a ring on your finger. You have to do it for the entire regular season and the postseason. So rankings at the end of the day, they mean absolutely nothing as both a team and even more so as an individual. So go out there and prove me wrong. If you don't like where you're ranked as a team or as an individual player in player rankings, go out and show it on the court and earn that respect that you so deserve. So, again, rankings, it's just a bit of a measuring stick to open up the year as far as teams go. Um, but by the end of the season, uh, it really means nothing at all where you were ranked to start the year. Yeah, and before we jump into the rankings, Kyle, can you uh... – just talk about a little bit what, what your process is. Yeah, so up with these rankings. This this is a process. This is every single region printed out with notes on pretty much every team. Uh, on here, I have what the team finished last year, what they did in the state tournament. Uh, but really, for me, the most important thing, obviously, is what do you have coming back? Do you have a lot of starters coming back? Do you have some impact freshmen that might be uh, debuting this year? What have you done traditionally? Are you from a region that has traditionally done very well in the state tournament? Are you in a certain geographical area that hasn't seen too much success in the postseason? So I really try and grab as much as possible. And even 
as far as that goes with the the players coming back, now you look even deeper into that. Is this a Division One kid? Even if it's a Division One kid, well, is it a Division One kid that's Division One because they're based on potential and they only average like six points and four rebounds? Or is this a kid that has been doing it at the high school level, averaging 20 points and five rebounds and five assists, that is an impact player right now, not an impact player two or three years from now, what they've done in the high school game? So that's what I'm looking for when I'm doing these state rankings. What they've done in the past, what they have coming back, uh, and the overall talent level, I try to take all that into consideration when I'm doing these state rankings. How long have you been doing this, the state rankings? Oh, boy. Well, uh, Sandy Spiel's been around since 2015, so I guess since 2015. And uh, maybe the girls started a little later, maybe 2017 or 2016. Um, but I've been doing it for a while now. And, you know, it takes a lot of time. I mean, if you go on my website today, that was – over 12,000 words of analysis and trying to break down every single team that was ranked. So that's talking 80 teams ranked and trying to touch on each team, what they have coming back, uh, any statistical stats that I have to provide to kind of highlight what they are are expected to do this upcoming season. So I've been doing it for a while now. Uh, I guess it's not a a perfect science. I, I mean, you can't pick everything. Right. to the T because if you could, you know, games aren't played on paper. And if they were, it would be very boring. And no one would want to watch sports because you would always just say, oh, this team's better, so they're automatically going to win. So I've been doing it for a while now, and it's it's really fun. I definitely like ranking teams more so than players. Players don't really love doing that because it's that's eye of the beholder. Do you like a point guard that can score more, or do you like a point guard that can facilitate more? Do you like a post player that is a great rebounder and score, or do you like a guy that's not going to score as much but it's going to block a lot of shots and protect the rim? So that's a little, you know, tricky to decipher. But when it comes down to ranking teams, you have the hard fact, you have the the numbers, you see who they beat, this and the other, and you can piece it together a lot easier than what you want to do with uh, individual players. Yeah, and I know you just mentioned it's not a perfect science, but and and you know just from our conversation, I know from when you first started to where you are now, as far as gathering that information and 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 doing all those things that go into it, do you feel that you've gotten better at, at this process? Um, I have more experience. I don't know if it's better. You you take experience what you've learned in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, kind of like. Can I trust a, a so-and-so team coming from a so-and-so region? Like I, I believed in one team, you know, X amount of years, but I always get burnt when it comes to state tournament time. Like that doesn't mean they're not a good team, but you know, like when we're trying to rank for the state rankings as far as like, is this team a true state title contender? Like you might think this team's good, but you know, in the back of your head, like the past three years, they've had that a 25 win season and they lose in the second round every year. So kind of right. use history and uh, you know, base it off that. But yeah, you always, you know, the, the more you are in this game, I, I would assume, I would hope that I get better and better at doing what I do. But again, when you're relying on 15 and 16 year old kids and this and that, you never know what's going to pop up. A team might have a bad, bad game at a bad time, and uh, that could really erase everything they've done in the regular season. And when I'm trying to rank, uh, you know, the the rankings throughout the season, again, you you throw it out the window once you get into the state playoffs. Yeah. So have and we're gonna to get to the rankings, but just a couple more questions. So have you had a, a a team that shocked you one way or the other that you may have had ranked at the preseason and and they didn't do well, and a team that you didn't have ranked and they did pretty well? 
Yeah, that 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 tends to happen. I, I feel like I was just looking back on my rankings from last year to see, like, okay, did I have any huge gaffes and huge misses compared to teams I hit on? And for the most part, I feel like when I put a team in the top ten, they're they're going to be good. They're going to have a good record. They're going to be fine. They might not reach the ceiling that I. Uh, initially thought they were going to reach, but most of the time those teams end up doing well. There's a few teams here and there uh, that do, uh, you know, they don't really reach what I expected. And then it's like looking back, it's like, oh gosh, I hope no one, uh, you know, pins that on their wall and say, hey, Kyle, you were 100% wrong about this team. They finished with 10 wins this year. And it's like, well, you know, I can only go based on what I I know. Um, But yeah, most of the time I feel like I, I do a decent job of putting it together but yeah there's always teams that surprise and that's what makes high school basketball and sports in general super exciting because you never know what the rallying cry is going to be for a team and whether they're going to exceed expectations or for whatever reason whether it be injuries this that or the other uh fail to uh meet expectations and that's the you know the exciting and interesting part of my job is just seeing which teams are able to kind of live up to those uh those standards i kind of put on them gotcha Hey, so before we jump into these rankings, I got any questions for Kyle? Uh, I got a question. Uh, do you um, when you're gathering your, your information and doing your research, do you um, is it all you, or do you kind of rely on others from other areas or stuff like that? I try to be all me because. It's only human nature. Like if someone, you know, if if someone gives me food for thought and information on players in their area, obviously I will I will definitely consume that. But I know like most most of the time in certain pockets, like they're usually only going to kind of know about their area, and they might be like great in that area, but I have to view it statewide. Like they know that particular part, but I have to kind of know that part, this part, that part, this part, that part. So. I'm always willing to take uh, information and input on certain teams from people's particular areas. But I do have to know at the end of the day, I do kind of have to take that with a, a tiny grain of salt. But with that being said, if I do have that piece of information, I have to plug that into my little equation. Like, does that fit with what I've been seeing in past trends and what I see, what they have returning and what I personally expect? If I think a team's going to be good and I hear it from the ground floor level that they also say, yeah, I think you're on the right track. This team is going to be very good. Then that makes me feel a little bit better. But I take all that information. But I, I know at the end of the day, it, it comes down to me to really take a step back and view every single team in that classification and uh, see where the puzzle pieces kind of fit in as far as where I want to rank a team. Yeah. Kyle, I do have another question. How, how often do you are you getting out and actually seeing these teams? Uh, I mean, shoot, during the high school season, I'm always out and about. I mean, I was in Albany, uh, was it just last weekend maybe, mm-hmm. to check out some South Georgia boys and girls kind of trying to go out there and, and check that out just to kind of familiarize myself about teams that obviously have less exposure really down south there. It gets a little bit tougher to kind of really know what you have going on when you might not have max prep stats or you might not – uh, are be you know just be able to see that team in person. So I try to go out and see as many teams as possible. I try not to sit there and watch the same team play over and over again, whether it's over a, a certain course of years, you know, see the same team, blah, blah, blah. I really try not to see the same team play 
Uh, if I had my druthers, like three times would be max for me to see a team play in one season. I really would try to not see the same team play uh, multiple times, especially if I've seen them over the past few years, because you kind of you, you know what to expect at that point. So I do try and go out and see as many teams as possible throughout the season. Of course, it just depends on the schedule and what where I'm able to get to. But my goal is to see teams that I don't typically see. Uh, and go out there and see as much as possible instead of just the easy, low-hanging fruits that are maybe 15 minutes down the road or anything like that. There you go. Yeah, I know you tear the road up, especially during state playoff time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's always fun. I've been to, what, I was in Augusta for Cross Creek. I was in Edison for Calhoun County versus Social Circle. And, uh, you know, I was in Savannah. I was in Tattnall County. So, yes, uh, I, I, I like to get down south and travel. And, of course, obviously get up north as well. And just everywhere in general I try to cover. There you go. Covering the state. Uh, I, got, I got one more one more for you. How much do you um, factor into, like, uh, summer, summer evaluations, uh, individual and, like, team camps and AAU uh, travel ball and stuff like that? How much do, does that play into your um, – rankings in the preseason yeah i think i you know it's difficult once you get into like the fall leagues and stuff because some teams they, they play to win other teams are playing five in and five out so if you're kind of watching that you kind of have to decipher like well this team's not necessarily playing to win they're playing to build depth and things like that for the future and uh, as far as travel ball goes like yeah obviously i want to see these girls and see how they do at a really high level of competition i think that's very important but also in the back of my mind, I do know that the high school game is very much different from the travel ball game. I do know just because you're not averaging 20 points per game when you're playing against a travel team, or I don't know, Tennessee that has a bunch of kids that are going D2 and D1, that doesn't mean you're not going to be good for your individual high school team when you're playing in the 2A or 3A level. You, you might be a rock star there, but you might not be a Division One player. And it might show on the AAU circuit, but – High school season, that doesn't matter. You might be the man. You might be the girl. You still might be producing, and you still might be a great player at the high school level. So I think all that stuff is very important to look at and just kind of bring in. And, uh, you know, again, it's that equation, just kind of measuring, like, how good is this player? How how do I think that's going to translate into the high school level for the team? And, you know, it's just a bunch of ebbs and flows. Like, what what do I rank highly, more highly, when I'm comparing players and teams? Um, again, it's kind of difficult to explain, but like, do I think a player is this amount much better than what I expect them to be? So, um, you know, everything, every piece of information is important. I always say, um, information is key. Knowledge is power. The more you have, the better of a job you can do. Um, so that is my goal, especially to try and see as many players and as much as possible to help me kind of formulate an educated opinion when it comes to ranking teams. Gotcha. Kyle, transfers. Oh, yeah. How, how, how much? How much does that play within the rankings? Well, yeah, obviously, it's important, especially on the on the boys' side. I mean, it's it is what it is. State championships are won and lost in the summer months with transfers, especially on the boys' side. You can't tell me anything otherwise. That is where state championships are won and lost. You look at the vast majority of teams that win. It's a good chunk, especially in the higher classifications, it's a lot of transfers and a lot, not a lot of homegrown kids. 
so obviously it's 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 bigger on the boys side. I think I tracked down over 170. I'm sure I'm missing a ton more. And it's very frustrating on the boys side because I'm you know I got boys state rankings supposed to come out a week from today. And I still got kids transferring every single day and mixing up my my rankings coming up and down because kids are coming in from here there and the other where. Um, so that's very frustrating. On the girls side, yes, there's transfers in there. It's not as um, prevalent as the boys' oh, side, at least from what I've been able to see. But, yeah, of course that's important. If you see an all-state kid transferring in or an all-region kid transferring in, or even if it's just a depth piece depth piece for a team that is shorthanded, that needs that sixth or seventh man, um, that's very important. So when I'm doing my rankings, I'm obviously looking at incoming players, whether that be freshmen or transfers, all that stuff at the end of the day uh, is what is going to be on the floor during the season and what is on the floor is what I have to judge upon when I'm doing these state rankings. Charles, do you got anything? No, man, I'm taking it all in. It's outstanding for a lot of experience and knowledge. Me, I'm just learning. Not that I want to do rankings anymore. Oh, none of that smoke. <laughs> no, 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 you don't know. It's it's no thankless job. You don't need to do it. Trust me. I'm thinking about not even doing boys rankings anymore because if we're literally going to have kids transfer every single week, even last year we have transfers going into the middle of the season. I mean, what's the point of doing rankings if teams are changing weekly? So we got we got a question from our homeless player. Um, I will for do in the future without the legend Mark. Can we keep the success after Mark? Well, if this is uh, Coach Eddie Martin on the boys' side, uh, Buford has done okay. They they made it to the state playoffs, state championship last year in Class Six. They were they lost to Grovetown. Um, Buford's always going to be a draw, but Buford has had some uh, ineligibility issues uh, come up this past week on the boys' side, which is really going to change things Mm-mm. in uh, Class Seven A, where they are. Uh, a team that was obviously going to be one of the, I wouldn't say a, the favorite, but a team that is a contender. Um, but there's some things changing uh, in Buford on the boys program. But I think Buford is always going to be a, a contender, maybe not a state title contender right now in Class 7A, but that's always going to be a school you have to keep an eye on on the boys' side and on the girls' side. Uh, <laughs> And while we're going through this, man, viewers, whatever questions you got, Kyle's ready to, to take them all. You're ready to take them all. So, so are we are we ready? We ready to jump into these rankings? Yeah, let's let's get into the rankings, man. Right. We start with one A. Whatever you guys want. What is one A Division One? Hey, 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 hey! Sorry. Oh, my bad, you You said what, Charles? I said whatever I put on the screen. Yeah, yeah, whatever we put on the screen. Whatever you put on the screen, my bad, Charles. Right. So I'm going crazy. They said that brown make you want to fight, don't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, so class 1A, Division 2. Yeah, so class A, 1A, Division 2. This is essentially... Class A public last year. Uh, there's a sprinkling of uh, private schools, uh, predominantly in Region 7, I want to say. 
Uh, you're looking at Lake Oconee Academy opens up number one. That was a team with their only loss was to Stratford last year, a private school. Uh, they went on to win the state title last year. I want to say 45-29 over Hancock Central. They returned their entire team. Uh, now Ed Wilson is no longer the head coach. He was there for just one year, and then he left for Frederica Academy. So Savannah Souls is a first-year head coach with this program, and she played under Coach David Dows, who won a state title at Lumpkin County this past year. But Lake Oconee, that's a team that has a lot of guards. And what really separates them from teams in this classification is their three-point shooting. They hit over 200 threes last year. And you're talking about in Class A public, you know, Class A public, it can be kind of, you know, it's it's different than a lot of other classifications just because it's so small and a lot of these schools are in rural areas and they don't necessarily have the resources that some of these other schools have. But for Lake Oconee Academy to be able to knock down so many threes, to have everybody coming back and to be just, you know, also a, a pretty athletic team as far as what they bring in the backcourt. They're a, a, a really tough team uh, to contend with. But there's other good teams. Like I saw Clinch County, pretty much their entire team last week in Albany. Uh, that's a team that has pretty much, again, everybody coming back. Um, Tana Dorsey is a big six-foot junior inside that's going to cause a lot of problems, especially at that that uh, that 1A D2 level. Um, they have uh, – a, a lot of good players. They have a freshman, Amaria Dean, that I think has a chance to be really special for this team. And uh, they have uh, who is their leading scorer, Amion Grady. Probably said that wrong, but she was their offensive region player of the year last year. So they have a lot of pieces back for Clinch County. Um, so this is, you know, 1A, it's always, a, I want to say, a little bit of a crapshoot because you never really know what's going to happen. And you can have a good freshman that comes up and automatically changes things, like Schley County with Justin e. Scott. She already has three uh, offers after her freshman season. She might be the best overall prospect in this classification. Um, but, yeah, anything can go in this classification. I will say Green Force looking at them at that bottom spot. If they have what they're supposed to have back, they only lose their leading score, but they have a 6'4 post and a 5'11 forward. And if you have that type of size, especially in the lower classification, that can just absolutely shut down most teams because a lot of these teams are kind of predominantly scoring around the rim. But if you have a shot blocker in there, that can really change things. Hey, so Kyle, I do want to kind of uh, make sure we point some things out here, like on this on this graphic you have. So you got where they finished last year. Yep. As as well as the record. Correct. Yes. All right. Why is that important to have on there? I think it just kind of for the the common fan and for me in general, just to kind of see what they did. Did they take a deep run last year? Are they a team that maybe didn't um, quite finish as well as what they would have expected? Uh, last year and also if you see a team that didn't even make the state playoffs last year or was a first round berth and you see them oh they're in the top 10 now uh, that gives you kind of a, an eye-opening thing that I am putting uh, you know uh, putting some expectations on them for a team that maybe wasn't quite there last year but this year they have an opportunity to do some things so I think again it's just giving the full picture to everybody that looks at these rankings to see what their record was and what they did in the state playoffs when it really mattered. Mm. Okay. I, and again, I, I think that's good to have. I just wanted to kind of point that out um, and, ha- and have you speak to that. Yes. So you do, you do have somebody asking you to come on and watch them play this year. Prince Avenue Christian. 
They have uh, they have some talented gals out there. Uh, they had a girl that came to my uh, Sandy Spill Spring Showcase camp uh, that did a really good job. I believe she was maybe a freshman last year. But Prince, they're in that. What? Let me see. Prince is in Region Eight with. Uh, let's see. Let me pull it up right here. Where is Prince at, everybody? Prince is in there with. Uh, where is Prince? Is Prince in the GHSA anymore? Let me pull it up, you guys. I'm pulled up right now. Prince. Don't tell me they left the GHS. That would be good. Hold on. So we got Prince. Prince Avenue. Okay. So Prince Avenue is in Region 5 and Division 1. So they're in there with Jasper County, Oglethorpe County, a team that could be sneaky good on the girls' side. They have a, a freshman or a sophomore now that was about six foot, was a double-double machine last year. They have Social Circle in there as well. So Prince Avenue, I'm looking at them, just looking at this region. Prince Avenue is a team that I would fully expect to compete for a region championship on the girls' side this year. Yeah. Hey, and Kyle, I want to apologize. I didn't give you your just due, man, when we brought you out. Not only do you do the state rankings, the individual rankings, you are a tournament director, you are an evaluator, you do numerous things, you call games, so you're heavily involved with basketball. Um, so, again, that just kind of goes to your experiences and combined or totally as far as what you're doing right here. Right. Yes, sir. Yeah, I've been uh, all around it. And Abe's got a question about Diana Collins from Brookwood, uh, just committed to Ohio State recently. Um, I'm not great at comps as far as comparing players, but she's a special player just because she's so smooth and so skilled. Uh, as a scorer, which obviously is the first thing that stands out uh, when you watch a player like that. But she makes everybody around her so much better. Uh, she's going to force teams to double team her. She's going to be able to find the open man. But Brookwood has so much talent, which I'm sure we'll talk about uh, later on in the show when we get to Class 7A, uh, that she's, you know, she can get her 20 points, but she can also beat you with 12 points, 10 assists, and you know, close to 10 rebounds, but she's a really special player. When we're talking about point guards in the state of Georgia, uh, Diana Collins, especially in the senior class, I think she is the very best. And I think she's the best player, best senior in the state of Georgia this year, actually. Okay, good. Charles, you got the next list? Yeah. Uh, how big of a year do you expect Meyer from Norcross to have? I think he should have a big year. This is, uh, again, on the boys' side, uh, super athletic. Uh, when I first saw him when he transferred over originally, not this past year, but the year before, uh, really athletic. And I think he kind of found his niche as the season went on. He's a, a really good energy guy. I think he needs to shoot the ball a little bit better, but he's really good at getting to the basket. And I think he has a lot of upside defensively. And with the Norcross team that has a bunch of transfers coming in, uh, where he fits in exactly, I think he'll obviously fit in in the starting lineup. But that's a kid that has really gained a lot of uh, traction with Division One schools over the offseason, picking up offers. And I think he's obviously going to be a, a candidate to finish really strong in his career as Norcross tries to do uh, one of the toughest things in sports, and that is win a back-to-back -back state title in mm -hmm. the GHSA's highest classification. There it is. Yeah, we'll come back to it. We'll come back to that. Well, this is 
class 1A. Yeah, so this is a classification where, you know, it's, it's tough if you're a public school because you have those private schools mixed in with Galloway and St. Francis and just what they have on their roster, top to bottom, they're head and shoulders above everybody else in this classification. And uh, when I, I wrote about this, you know, with the, the new classifications and the regions changing and the public and the private schools interspersing together, you know, that all but extinguishes some teams' hopes of being a, a dark horse and winning the state title, and it elevates some other teams as far as winning a championship. Because you look at Galloway, what they were in a region with last year, I think they were in there with like Wesleyan and Hebron Christian and Holy Innocence, like a murderer's row, some of the very best teams in the entire state. And now they don't have to worry about that. I mean, they're in there with uh, St. Francis in Region 6, but they're two different sub-regions now. Those two teams are definitely going to be the top two teams to beat in this classification. Galloway, I mean, you're looking at D1 and D2 prospects all up and down that roster with Tana Thompson uh, leading the way. She has a bunch of mid-major, high-major offers. Her freshman sister, Taryn Thompson, already has high-major offers. Kyla Kane is a forward that has a San Diego offer. Allison Hoffman has a Wofford offer and is getting looked at from D2 to D3 as a shooter. Um, Jasmine Baxter is about 5'11", a sophomore, but she is so good on the low post, able to score with her back to the best. They just have so many tools. And obviously, uh, Kaylin Fields, I would be remiss to forget, uh, a Kennesaw State uh, commit at the point guard spot. So Galloway's doing it for That's why I have Galloway ahead of St. Francis. Now, St. Francis, where – they have an advantage over Galloway and everybody in that classification is their, their height. They're so big. Samaya White is six foot two. Uh, Trenise Taylor is a six foot three commit going to Kennesaw State. Uh, Anisha Hall, I believe is her name, is about six foot four. You know, St. Francis, how they've always been good. Now, they haven't won a set title in about six years, but they always just suffocate teams with their press. They get so many steals. When you have six foot three, six foot four on the back line, especially in the front when they're chasing the ball, they get so many turnovers and really just mercy rule teams with that skill. So those two teams are tough, but Elbert County, they're the defending state champs in class two way, really good. They have everybody back, the best players. Um, Anaya Allen's about five foot five, the class two A defending player of the year. And then Naya Moon is another senior, but she's only about five three. But tenacious defender, shoots a three. They really get after it. I know Elbert County, they're chomping at the bit to see one of those top two teams and get a chance at them in the state tournament. Yeah, yeah. I want, I want, I was, I was going to touch on Elbert. Uh, got a chance to watch him in the state championship game and as well at the uh, live period team camp uh, at Swanee. And, um, they are scrappy. And yes. uh, I, I was going to say, you know, I hear you with the private schools and all of the prospects, but I wouldn't underestimate Elbert because they, they, they are they, – they're very competitive. I saw them play against a 6A school. Played against a couple 6A schools up there, and they handled them easily. Um, so I think they'll have something to say. Yeah, Elbert, for sure. I mean, like you were just talking about the the GBCA Live event. They they tore up Forest Park in a in a game. I know Forest Park might have been missing one player, but they tore them up in the GBCA. Elbert County with their press and how you know just relentless they are. They will provide 
a lot of issues for those top two teams. And Bernasia Faust, I think, is the X factor inside, only about five foot ten, but she's the one that keeps them from getting destroyed on the glass. She rebounds, she blocks shots, it can score on putbacks. Uh, Elbert County is sharp. And what I wrote about on my website, I said it feels like the top three spots in the final four in this classification are filled out. Galloway, St. Francis, and Elbert County. I think it would take a momentous upset for one of those three schools to get beat in the state playoffs. I just, I I don't know. We'll see how the rest of the, the state shapes up. But from what these teams have coming back, um, it is very hard for me to see uh, those three teams not representing three spots in the final four come March. All right. Hey, and for the, uh, we'll, we'll take the comments and we'll, we'll put them up and we'll, we'll keep it pushing. Um, if anybody's, you know, a, a loyal watcher of this podcast, we know Charles gets grouchy after a certain amount of time. So we want to just roll as we, as we will. <laughs> Sorry, Charles. <laughs> it's all my fault. Oh, it's all. It's all. <laughs> Dr. Love. Wesley make it five in a row. You have, to stick, you have to stick around to find out, Dr. Love. Okay. <laughs> all right. The team at number three. Oh my gosh, Mr. Hype South. Yeah, break down this classification for me, sir. <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just here to listen. <laughs> I, might, I might chime in here. I'm, 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 it's all you, Kyle. I'm, I'm, I'll let you touch on Central Megan because you obviously know that team intimately uh, much more than any outsider would. But just looking at this classification, obviously Mount Perrin is number one, it looks like. But I don't see a runaway favorite, like put it in the bank, run away. No one's going to touch them in this classification because Mount Perrin, they won it all last year. Uh, but Kara Dunn is gone. She's at Georgia Tech now. She was a my Sandy Spill Miss Georgia basketball last year. She was phenomenal. Talk about a player that could do everything and made literally everyone around her better. That was the player in the state of Georgia last year. She was phenomenal. She's gone. They graduate some other players. Caitlin Dunning is over there at West Georgia now. Now, Mount Perrin's still – you know, very tough. They had some transfers come in. Sierra Alexander moves in from Holy Innocence. She's going to be a forward. That's going to be a force to reckon with. They have Jessica Fields, who is Justin Fields' little sister, six foot one, was a first-team All-State player last year as a freshman. Has high major offers, blocks a lot of shots, had some monster games in the postseason, and they have a, a, a talented backcourt, sophomore backcourt, Kitali. Uh, Humans, I want to make sure I pronounce these names. I'm bad at this. Let me, let me, let me look at it. Humans, and then uh, Jacqueline Murthill, uh, two really good sophomore guards. So they're going to really help run that show over there. So Mount Perrin's tough, um, but I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not planting my flag and saying they're untouchable and unbeatable. I mean, Landmark Christian at number two, they were 21 and nine last year. They put in a terrible region. No one in that region finished with like more than seven wins other than them. And I think Landmark Christian is, is a solid team, but I would have liked to see what they were, would be able to do in a better region last year, but that's last year. It doesn't matter now. Gabby Grooms, 
is a Georgia Tech commit, and she's a straw that stirs the drinks, averages about 18 points and 10 rebounds per game at the guard spot. And then number three, Middle Georgia's finest, Mr. Kowasi, take it away. What do we have with Central Macon? This is a talented team, I've been told, with a, a, a lot of firepower, especially coming out of the backcourt. <laughs> well, man, um, I'll just say this. Uh, we, we are excited. We're excited. We've been working uh, for years to, to kind of build a program to, to get to a point to where we feel we can um, contend for a state title. Uh, like I told you earlier, man, um, I've been there seven years. Head coach Williams has been there eight years. And um, it, during that time, we've done everything there is to do except uh, reach the Final Four and win a state championship. Everything else we've done, um, we got a good good core returning. We got a transfer, big-time transfer in, uh, and then Leah Grain um, returning uh, to Leah Greer. You know, we got one senior, Kayla Pryor. She's a good glue piece. Um, a couple underclassmen, Francis and Yakuto, uh, Jasmine Johnson, just got a good mix. Um, and uh, we, we feel good about what we got. And um, and we will be ready. We'll compete. Uh, we put together a tough uh, non-region, non-region schedule. We play uh, – I got some notes here, Kyle. Uh -oh. We play uh, – <laughs> of course, we're in the region with Northeast Macon, so – they're your number 10 right there. We played them twice. Okay. We played Dodge County uh, at the Bear Brawl up in uh, Houston County. We played your 4A number two, Baldwin. Um, your 4A number five, Stockbridge. 6A number five, I think, yeah, Forest Park. And also we play a team who I think is a top 10. We'll get to that later, uh, Veterans. Mm -hmm. uh, I think they should be top 10, um, maybe top five. Mm. Uh, but but uh, we'll, we we also play them so uh, and we did that uh, with the intentions for the uh, long haul because we know the reason that we're in is a little it's a little down uh, so so we wanted to schedule some tough games there at the start and uh, just just throughout the season to kind of challenge ourselves because uh, I know that 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 goes a lot into uh, how you feel about a team as well oh, yeah. so uh, definitely yeah so uh, but we feel good man. Um, like I said, we were 23 and six last year. Went to the Elite Eight, uh, lost to Pierce. Um, you know, girls girls grew up a little bit. We missed the playoffs, I think, the year before. Only year since I've been there that, that it, it was that COVID year. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so so we're excited, man. We got we got a couple pieces, and we're gonna be ready. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. Like I said, I think Class Two A is gonna be uh, fun. I mean, I, we're probably gonna be. Uh, going to be chasing Mount Perrin and, and Landmark Christian maybe, but I think it's the, it's not a wide gap at all. I think uh, uh, anyone could come up there and make some noise. But a team I do want to highlight, number eight, Banks County. They were only 10 and 18 last year. They played in a super good region that featured Union County, featured Elbert County, the 2A state champion. They featured Raven County, the 2A state runner-up. So Banks County has seen some of the best teams in the state now, Elbert County and Raven County are finally out of that region. Uh, Banks County, they have a post presence about six one. Cameron Greer is an Emmanuel commit, uh, average about 16 points and 12 rebounds per game. A truly dominant post presence that has, you know, if you read the write-up I, I wrote, I mean, she had monster games against the best teams in the state and did so against some of the best post players in the state like Aaliyah Hunt from Peachtree Ridge, who's going to uh, Georgia State. She had a monster game against her as well. So 
with her inside. They also have Carly Seegers as another six-foot post presence. And then they have a sneaky good guard that's going to be a junior. Addison Horde uh, was injured this offseason. Um, she's tough as well. So they have a really nice nucleus, a very sneaky team. It's going to be dependent on that guard play, if they can get a couple more guards to hit some shots and handle ball pressure. But Banks County, uh, they have seen a lot of competition, and they have, uh, just looking at this, probably maybe the best post player in this classification right now today as far as putting up double-doubles and scoring and is a legitimate college player, which I thought was a Division One talent. Um, I think Banks County, if things click for them, they could be a team that we could see playing into March. Cool. Hey, before we go any further, though, I, Charles, can you go ahead and put Dr. Love's last statement up? Hey, hey. Because this did happen last week. <laughs> Joker went completely crazy. Now he go too. He go. He go too crazy. Yes, he did. All right, let's, let's move forward. All right. Kyle, so when you're out, while we're waiting for that to come up, when you're out and about and people, man, you rank this too low, or you this, or you that, or how how how, how have you learned to deal with that? Uh, everybody's, I'm sure everybody's not malicious, right? Sometimes it's just good conversation. Yeah, I mean, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, which is why I'm entitled to my opinion, and as are everybody else out there. Um, no, I mean, if I, I usually don't try to debate the stuff too much because it's at the end of the day, it's what I personally feel. You know, right. my, I, I, I can I can come on here and explain like, OK, I have this team here because they have so and so coming back and they came off a, a final four trip and then lost by one point, And I think they're coming out of a strong region, this that, and the other. I can explain it that way. When it comes down to like butting heads and trying to say this team is better than this team, um, you know, it is what it is. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I, I listen to people. It is what it is. They're, they're allowed to tell me. And then we just, okay, you know, it doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter what they say. It matters what the scoreboard says at the end of each game, at the end of each season. So that's the great determining factor at the end of the day. So you get one of those, well, my baby's on that team. Oh. And, she or he's been working out, and I know they're gonna be good. So you wrong, Mister Sandy. <laughs> hey, I, I'll sit there and watch. I'll sit there and watch from afar, and I'll I'll see if it comes to fruition, or if it's uh, not necessarily. Coach Black. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, Coach. Yes, sir. So, all right, Kyle. Three. Three A, yeah. This is a, a really interesting, good classification when you look at it, uh, especially the top four teams. You see two private schools. You see two public schools. You see out of those two public schools, one strictly homegrown program. You see one team that I think brought in six transfers this year and has been built off transfers for forever. It feels like now. Um, but Hebron is a is a good team. We'll, we'll stick with them at the at the number one spot at the private school level. 
Um, Aubrey Beckham moved in last year as a freshman. I think she came in from uh, like Wellington, Florida, maybe uh, something like that. But she she's really good, and obviously uh, she's been an important piece. And they bring in three more transfers this year. Uh, Mia James is really good. She's got some D1 offers, a little point guard that came from Mount Vernon Presbyterian. And then the Butler sisters coming from Winder Barrow. Uh, Trinity Butler, I believe, uh, just committed to Queens. She's about 5'10". And then Jakira Butler is a rising sophomore over six foot tall. Is a double-double machine I hear is great. I've seen her once or twice in the travel ball season. But Hebron's got a lot of weapons to deal with uh, or a lot of weapons to disperse at their um, – own uh you know willingness i guess you could say but they're they're loaded and uh they're a really good team lumpkin county at number two a team that is all homegrown you know they won the state championship last year 30 and one their only loss was when coach david douse was away from the team um so they did not lose a game with coach douse on the sideline the beat gac in that title game um mary molnax is a defending class 3a player of the year and i know uh, she might not have all the big offers and everything. She's committed to play at Emory Division Three school. Uh, but w- what you look at what she did last year, like the numbers don't lie. And it's not like Lumpkin was playing legitimate cupcakes the whole time. Like they beat some good teams in the postseason. They beat some good teams in the regular season. But Mary Mullinex, she averaged 18 points, eight rebounds, four assists, close to four steals, shot 35% from three. Um, you got Avery Jones average close to 18 points per game. Kate Jackson is going uh, to a manual, a really good forward that had 15 and 13 in the uh, state championship. Um, just a really good team. And Lexi Pierce is coming off an injury, but she should be ready to go. She's committed to play at North Georgia. And if you're committed to play at North Georgia, I mean, North Georgia, a final four team in division two last year, a division two team that would beat a vast majority of division one teams. So, Lumpkin County's loaded, and it's all a homegrown team that is built, built, built every single year. Uh, they had heartbreak the year prior when they lost to Cross Creek. They went into Augusta, exercised those demons, a game that I was at last year, and then they were able to come back a 12-0 run they used in the second half to beat GAC. So Lumpkin County is for real. Um, one of the best coaches, if not the best coach in the game, considering it's all homegrown talent. If you just use your eye test, the sets – and all the, the the plays that Coach Douse runs to get his players open looks. He runs the flex, which a lot of people don't think is fun, but the flex works. It won a state championship. Um, he's just so meticulous with that and putting all his players in the best position. So Lumpkin County, uh, a really, really, really good team. It's going to be super tough for them to repeat, um, but that team is uh, for real. Carver-Columbus, what, we said five or six transfers moved in. And they already – graduated one senior from last year's team. So if you're looking from top to bottom, if you want the best 10 players or the deepest team in class today, you're probably going with Carver Columbus, uh, a team that is super dangerous. It's just all about meshing together. And if all those pieces are going to work together, they have a lot of talent. They're used to really overwhelming teams in a region that hasn't been necessarily great. You know, Troop County was in there last year, but Anaya Palmer got hurt and that really wiped them off the map. Hardaway was good last year, but they were young. They were pretty much all freshmen. And now they're in a, a region with Thomasville, Monroe, and Doherty is going to be their main contenders, but I think Carver should be able to clear those hurdles. And the last team I want to talk about in this classification is Wesley. And only 13 and 10, they put in a great region last year. I think it was region five with Hebron and uh, – a holy innocence and all those juggernaut teams are just so difficult. But Wesleyan's got so much talent. Chit Chat Wright, 
uh, was a Class A private most improved player of the year last year, averaged about 20 points per game. She's got a bunch of D1 offers, young team, a lot of good juniors in there. Uh, that is a very, very difficult team. And they're coming out of that Region 7, which is loaded with number two, Lumpkin. You got number four, Wesleyan, number seven, Pickens, and number eight, White County. Uh, region 7 is the best region in Class 3A, hands down, top to bottom, with just so many good teams. Cool. That, that is going to be a good region. I'm, I think I'm going to keep an eye on that one. Great info, man. Great info. Yeah, sorry. I drone on. I, I try and get out there. But I try not to be too long-winded, but I know I'm not. Yeah. I'm not I apologize, you guys. It's a long time. Nah, you all right. Refill the red solo cup, you guys. Come on. Kyle <laughs> got a new uh, nickname, Stats. <laughs> Class 4A. 4A. Yeah, this is uh, just looking at this, you know, Holy Innocence was probably the best team in the state, I felt like, maybe other than Woodward Academy. But throughout the regular season, Holy Innocence was as good as it really got last year. But they lost in the Final Four to Mount Perrin. Now they dropped or move up, actually, to Class 4A. But they don't really have as much depth on paper as what I know looking at this team, because they did have some players transfer out. Brooks Suttle transferred out to Campbell. Um, you lost Sny Harris, transferred to her dad's school at Archer. And then Ciara Alexander went to Mount Perrin. So Holy Innocence lost a lot, but they do have a lot. Haley Swain is a sophomore already committed to Stanford, regarded as one of the best point guards in the nation in her class. Olivia Hutcherson's going to Princeton. I love her game as a six foot four that is just so strong and so great at collecting rebounds around the basket and is also able to attack from the wing. Uh, so those two alone, I think, are going to be uh, super important. And then they also have Zania Preston, who I think is a very undervalued junior guard who is really, really good, is going to make a maybe a low Division One or a high Division Two team very happy. She's a really good player that is probably going to pick up some offers this year. So that's a really good uh, core. But you look at Baldwin, a Baldwin team that has a lot of size, Janae Walker inside is about 6'3". They have a post presence coming off the bench about 6'5". Madison Ruff is a really athletic guard that wants to get downhill. Um, They also have uh, Cassidy Neal, I believe her name, is about 6'0", maybe a sophomore. Uh, Big body, but his skill will shoot the three, shoot from the perimeter. I just worry about the outside shooting for Baldwin and also Griffin. That's been kind of a a little bit of a bugaboo for these teams because Tamaya Smith graduates from Baldwin. She was her best three-point shooter last year. Um, so they only returned maybe 30 or 40 made threes all season um, from last year's team, Baldwin. Um, Griffin, like I mentioned, same thing. Last year when I watched them play, I thought they they won a lot of games by being better athletes, being longer, being aggressive on the offensive glass, just out-rebounding teams. Um, but I don't know if that's going to work out once you get deep into the state tournament because you look, they lost in the Sweet 16, upset by Loganville, I believe it was, who was able to kind of keep them off the glass and control that. Um, but Griffin, they have to live Puckett back. Uh, she's a really good post presence that she was going to be uh, – I think she still has a chance, but she was a high major prospect. Uh, last year was ineligible, then came back, tore ACL, only played in two games, but she averaged close to 19 points per game in those two games. So she's going to be great inside – uh, Zai Thompson, originally from Pike County, was a region player of the year last year. Leah Turner is uh, their best three-point shooter, who I think is uh, super important to Griffin as far as spacing out the floor. And uh, 
uh, Duranham. Uh, inside is a, a lefty about five foot nine or so, a wing, but again, just a great keeper, gets a lot of her points in the paint, 15 feet and in. And, and then the last team, I guess I'll quickly mention Luella. She probably should have won state last year, didn't want to hold the ball when they had a, a lead on Maris and they let that game lose, uh, you know, slip through their fingers in a crazy uh, double overtime game. Uh, Luella's good, they still have Ari Dyson who's going to. Uh, Mercer, a really good six foot one post presence. They have some athletic players on the wing. Uh, Trinity, uh, what is it, Layson? Maybe uh, she's uh, Layton. Uh, she's really long. She gets after it. Milani Smith is a big body wing that had twenty points and ten rebounds in that state championship game. And then Cam Berry is going to South Alabama at the guard spot. So when you're looking at those four teams, I think I give it to Holy Innocence just because again you look at the history. Of they're a really polished team. They're really good. They're 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 they've seen the best of the best. I know they lose a lot, but that 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 big three of Preston, uh, Swain, and also Hutcherson is really really legit. But Baldwin has some big girls, like we said. Griffin is really good if they can control the glass, and then Luella the same has a lot of big game experience. So I think that top four is really really tough. Sound like another good classification. Definitely. And wait, so you got a you you have a, a lot of these teams playing in the uh in the, the hardwood invitational, correct? Yeah, I got a couple of them in there. Um some these, you know, we got Baldwin, of course, Central. Uh Warner Robbins is in there. I think he's gonna get the five A. I got a question though, um about about the four A before you before you hit the uh five A, Kyle. Yes. Uh did, did you break down Stockbridge a little bit? Mm. I did not. Uh, Stockbridge, two good guards. Carrington uh, Wilson, I believe her name is. She's been an All-State player uh, multiple times already. Really athletic. Uh, probably 5'10", 5'11", maybe close to six foot. She averaged about 15 points and 10 rebounds a game at the guard wing position. Uh, she's been uh, really the, the one that makes him go. But Janiah Jones, I believe her name is, is a sophomore. She averaged about 14, 15 points per game as a freshman. So it's really those two that have one third option that average uh, maybe about seven points per game or so. But it really starts with Jones and Wilson in the backcourt. Those are really the two that make Stockbridge go. So they're a, a young team when you're talking about a junior being your best player and a sophomore being your second best player. Uh, they're still a little bit young, but that's a team that's uh, they're they're on the rise. And if they can put together a strong year this year, I think once you see Wilson as a senior next year, uh, they would probably feel pretty good about taking a deep run into the state tournament. So, so that that should be a pretty good matchup on the tenth, huh? That's, that's I heard good. about that. Yeah, what, what, what's that event called? The Sandy Spill Showcase at Grayson. I hear Central Macon is locking horns uh, with Stockbridge. Uh, there's a lot of top ten teams. Let me let me pull it up and just see. I'll just list the team. I don't have to list the uh, the matchups, but I see uh, River Ridge, who's ranked number one. I see uh, Lake Oconee Academy is ranked number one. Central Macon, we already saw them ranked number three. Stockbridge uh, ranked highly. Elbert County, who was ranked number three. Murray County was a team we saw maybe ranked about seventh in their classification. Archer we'll touch on quickly. Baldwin we just talked about. Galloway is a team we talked about already being ranked number one. Langston Hughes is a top ten team we'll touch on. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good teams in this 12-10 uh, event at Grayson, I would say. Mm-hmm. So we're on to 5A, huh? On oh, to 5A. 
Kill. Kill is a team that everyone thought was going to easily win a state title. No doubt it's going to come, but now they're all seniors. They were, what, 32-0 and when they were all freshmen. Crystal Henderson, they lost a heartbreaker to Buford by three points, and they said, well, they'll get back there next year. Well, next year they ran into Westlake, a buzzsaw. No one was ever going to beat Westlake. Just a bad just a bad time to be around with another dynasty. Okay, so that's year two. Down the drain, no state title. Then last year, they meet up with Sequoia, who they were definitely at favor to beat Sequoia in the Final Four, but they lose 40-38. to 38. So now you fast forward. Crystal Henderson in that terrific 2023 class is all seniors, and they don't have a ring yet. But now they drop down to Class 5A, where it, it, it literally is now or never for Kale with that group of seniors with her. Jada Peterson's over there. Jada Green is a really good forward that is super underrated, who I think is uh, incredibly valuable with what she brings to the table. Uh, MJ Harris transfers over from Marietta, where she won a state championship as a sophomore. Uh, Just so many pieces. Um, Jemiah Gregory is healthy now, and she's been playing ever since she had her health scare back when. Um, Kel has all the pieces, and they've been able to do it. They just have run into buzzsaws. Uh, in the state tournament last year was a little bit of a hiccup where they probably, talent-wise, probably should have won that game, but they didn't. Um, but Kell is the team to beat in Class 5A. But I do see Mr. Tat. What do you know about this number two squad, Warner Robbins? What, what, what's the word on the street over there? I hear they're pretty close. Uh, oh, they are pretty good, man. Uh, I think they had, what, one senior? Uh, they returned in their core, their core pieces, uh, Neville Mack, um, Tasia, Tasia A.G., yeah. Um, Tori Davis and Jada Morgan, um, along with Kennedy Howard, who's who's you know patrols the paint for him and rebounds well. Um, so they they returning all they returning all the pieces as well from that final fourteen, and we're looking forward to you know them making another deep run and you know hopefully get over the hump and, and get into their state championship game. Yeah, I, I must say, Middle Georgia girls basketball is shooting up not to say it's not been good but it is going up right now with warner robbins being good central making being good i know uh when worst veterans are they in 6a i'm sure we'll touch on veterans uh, i'll let mr koisi touch on veterans in 6a but there is so much talent to go around in in middle georgia baldwin if you want to consider that obviously in milledgeville but there's a lot of good talent uh right now uh in middle georgia in surrounding areas and warner robbins central making uh, two of the very toughest teams, um, and, and I, I know we'll talk about them more. Mr. Koisi, do you have anything to say about that Warner Robins team? You, you were able to see them. I, I know they played in uh, your event last year. Yeah, yeah. They um, Guard play is always tough. They play hard. Uh, they, they'll, they'll harass you 94 feet. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll guard you. And a um, little half-court zone they play really, really, really gives people fits. Uh I think I've seen the boys play that a little bit too, so I don't know if Tad, I don't know if they're working hand to hand on that. But uh, uh, really good, well coached team. Um, Jada Morgan, pretty good. Uh, just committed to South Carolina State. Um, so like 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 he said, they returned the bulk of the team. So you know, I look for them to make another deep run. I look for them to make another deep run. I will. I have them um, playing against Baldwin this year in the uh, Invitational. So. Uh, 4A number two versus 5A number two. So that, that should be a good one. Yeah, you uh, you know how to pick those games for sure. That's a, <laughs> that's a really good matchup. And and one last quick thought on Class 5A, just that it's so many teams that we typically don't see winning state titles every year. Other than Kale, who was preseason number one in 6A last year, 
like Northside Columbus, they got really good really quick. Uh, Michaela Hosley is a really good sophomore that's got D1 offers. You look at them at number three. Uh, just that, that region one in general, you got who? Greenbriars ranked number four. Bradwell's ranked number five. Uh, Statesboro's unranked, but that's a tough team that was 22-6 and six last year. Ware County, 19-8 and eight a season ago. They have a team that returns pretty much everybody from their, their group last year, a Sweet 16 team. So that, that region one and just that kind of South Georgia-type area from Macon and below, it feels like, or Warner Robins and below, um, there's some good teams that have a real great opportunity to make a deep run in the state tournament and kind of pull a, a state title away from Kell or any of these Metro Atlanta schools. So I'm really uh, excited to see how this classification plays out. I think we're going to have a lot of new blood and a lot of teams that you don't typically see playing uh, in the final four and deep into March, having a great opportunity to capture a state championship. Cool. And why, and why are you changing? Uh, who was that in, in the same region with us? Union Grove. Union yeah. Grove was in the same region with us. And you know, where County, you know, where County was in the region with us last year. Right. So we got it. We got to see them quite a bit last year. And and that coach actually does a great job with those girls at Ware County. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good team. They like I said, they got everybody coming back. And you mentioned Union Grove is a team that also has like their big three. They they lose maybe one of their top four players, um, but Union Grove is a, a good team uh, with uh, Jordan Brooks, a good guard. Uh, Nadia Smith is a, a really blossoming forward as well. But Class Six A. Before we touch on Class Six A, Mr. Koisi, there is a team missing in the Class Six A rankings. A team that. Definitely was on my list. I had them, but when you have a lot of new faces, I like to slow play it. I like to see them earn it, earn their stripes at the varsity level. And, you know, they they put together two or three quick undefeated weeks. They'll be right in there. But who is the team that I'm talking about? Yeah, veterans. Um, You know, I know, like you say, you have to see them a little bit more. And, uh, you know, still a lot of unproven, uh, I guess, players uh, all together. But uh, for me, man, the, the freshman, uh, Gabby Minus, uh, I, I think it's well documented how I feel about her. I, I, in my opinion, uh, she's the best player talent-wise uh, in middle Georgia uh, and, and probably all of Georgia in the in the freshman class. Uh, she already has four or five uh, Division One offers, and she hadn't even played a high school game yet. So uh, that, that, that should speak to how good she is. Uh, Got a couple of new faces transferring in as well, uh, Rihanna Bird and Destin Seaton. Uh, so the roster, man, like I said, if, if these the potential of it uh, is definitely top ten in my opinion, top five. Couple of returners, uh, Leanna Miners and the Warfall Kid. Uh, I just think, like you said, once they play together and the season gets going and they start to mesh, like I think they will. Um, I think they're going to take this classification by storm, you know, because like I said, they're not listed and um, they definitely have a top 10 roster. Uh, like you said, though, it'll just be interesting to see how, how it all comes together. Uh, and if it does, Hey, I think they can make a deep run final four type run. Uh, that that's the kind of talent they have. They, they're long. Minus is about six, one uh, bird is about six, one um, long athletic can run the floor. Seton, 5'10", 5'11", guard. I think you just saw her at the pro movement event. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so they got size and talent, man. So uh, 
you know, that's that's a, that's a combination for for success. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, yeah, I I think you know, I think they're a top ten team. So yeah, wait. So let me ask you. And you're saying that. So you're saying if they can if they can come out at the beginning of the season and kind of um, gel quickly, you think they can make a deep run this year? Uh, me. What well, whether it's the beginning or or somewhere in the middle, right when, whenever. Yeah, whenever whenever they gel, I think it'll be sooner than later. Though I do, that's that's my opinion. Right. Uh, but wh- whenever whenever it clicks, because like you say, you got a freshman, couple transfers, um, couple returners who weren't necessarily starters, uh, so they'll be in different roles. But the talent, man, it, it, it's just it's 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 just undeniable. It's there. Uh, so w- when it clicks, it, the state will know. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I, I think they're in a region where they can they can win a lot of games. And if if this talent just plays that on the floor, like you mentioned, they should be in good shape to grab a really good seed. They're in Region One. Uh, you're looking at Howson County, who went 21 and five last year, but they graduate everybody, so they're yeah. they're 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 hitting the reset button. A Sweet 16 team, Lee County was 19 and seven last year. They had their their top score and their third best score back, but they graduate pretty much everything else outside of that. Northside Robins, what, their three best players all transfer out. They're gone. Uh, Thomas County Central, a team I saw in the first round of the state playoffs last year, they lose their top score. Two through five is back. Um, but that was a team that was in, I want to say it was in class 3A last year, 4A, 4A last year. Um, that was 19 and nine. Um, but that is a team, they're, they're very small, a lot of five foot six guards. Um uh, so they had a good season last year, but I think this is going to be a big jump from them considering you're going from 4A to 6A, so that's going to be a big jump for them. Um, and Tiff County, their top two players graduate from a 16 to 9 team. So veter- veterans at 9 and 17 last year, like you said, with this influx of talent, uh, I think they have a chance to do very, very well this year. <laughs> yeah, I, and, and, and I'll, uh, they'll, they'll, I don't know if it's their first game, but I think it is. Uh, I also have them um, in the Invitational, and they'll be. I got them matched up against Statesboro, so that'll be a good early test for them. Yeah, yeah. And Statesboro, yeah. big, athletic. Alyssa Staten inside is about six foot three, double double girl, D one offers, yeah. uh, and always just a very well coached team. Marty Holder does a really good job. So yeah, that is that's definitely going to be a a good test for them. Yep. But you know, six eight, looking at it, River Ridge. Really, really good. People might ask, you know, River Ridge, why did I pick River Ridge over Lovejoy? Lovejoy defending state champs. Now, the thought process there was Lovejoy uh, beat River Ridge last year. That was in the Elite Eight. That was at Lovejoy. River Ridge trailed 45-40 going into the fourth quarter, lost by about 12 points or so. Um, but Lovejoy, they they graduate three – they graduate four important players with three collegiate front court members – Layla Hood graduated uh, a six foot post that's at Mercer. So that's one D1 player. Uh, Brianna Hardy, about six foot two, six foot three, another forward. Uh, she went to UCF. That's two Division I forwards inside now. And then also uh, they graduated a player, uh, I believe, Kiara P- Peterson, that went to Shorter. That was about 5'10. So Lovejoy is going to be good. Obviously, I have Brianna Preston, who's a, a terrific player that is picking up offers left and right, just got a Tennessee offer. Uh, Lovejoy is really, really good, but River Ridge, they, they, they don't graduate very many players, maybe three players, but only one or two kind of played a significant role. They have pretty much everybody back. 
Matea Gale is a pen commit. Uh, just check her stat line. She just fills up the stat sheet. So good. A true elite point guard. Sophia Pearl was a class uh, 6A uh, freshman of the year last year. Averaged over 14 points per game. She has multiple D1 offers. Hit over 83s a season ago. Uh, Kayla Cleveland is a six-foot inside-out forward. It's really good. Allie Sweet averaged close to 10 points and 10 rebounds a game. Super long and about six foot two, and has added some muscle to her frame. And then Michaela Roberson's a freshman at five foot eight, five foot nine. A lot of people think she has a chance to be super special. So, I mean, when you're just checking off the boxes, River Ridge with all that experience coming back, they have everything there. Lovejoy is going to be really, really good. But Lovejoy does have girls that are going to have to step into bigger roles now, especially in the front court. Now, I know uh, Lanaya Foster is still there. She's really, really good. And she's going to play a, a great role. And Boyd in the backcourt as well as a really aggressive guard that likes to get downhill. But I just, you know, you, I put stock into experienced teams that have everything coming back. And that is what River Ridge has. Um, but don't sleep on a team like Rockdale that had uh, Tremiah Berry transfer in to provide some outside shooting to go along with Danielle Carnegie, the Class 6A Player of the Year last year, a terrific high major guard. Uh, and her two running mates as well are back with her as well. Leah Edwards averaged 13 points per game. Uh, Nyla Williams, 10 points per game. Um, there's some really good teams here, but that that top of River Ridge, Lovejoy, and then the star power of Rockdale, I think they have a chance to be really special this year, all three of those teams. Could you um could you could you talk about Forest Park and that region with Woodward and all, all of those a little bit? Yeah, that's, you know, when you're looking at it, you look at Woodward was a state champion in, what was it, uh, was it 5A? 5A. 5A, 5A last year, thank you. They were the back-to-back state champs in 5A last year. You have Rockdale, who made it to the Final Four last year. Lovejoy, the defending state champs in 6A. And then Forest Park, who lost in the 5A state championship. So you got, you know, four juggernaut teams on paper right there. Now, Forest Park, they don't graduate a whole lot from last year's team. Um, Yasmin Allen is a really good six foot junior, uh, score averaged over 19 points per game. They have a St. John's, um, uh, commit at the guard position, super athletic Jada Brown average, uh, you know, stuff the stat sheet, 14, four, six, and four. And they have some big girls inside Michaela Arnold's really, uh, a physical intimidating presence. Hannah Wills is supposed to be there. Jalea Robinson transferred in from Woodland Stockbridge. Um, but I, I, you know, why I have them at number five and not maybe a little bit higher is I don't know what they have as far as a true point guard that can facilitate and take the ball out, get Allen some more easy shots and Brown, let them play off the ball a little bit more. Uh, because when I saw them against Elbert County, you know, this is only the GBCA. You can't take a whole lot into it, but Elbert County really uh, exploited them getting after them with their, their full court press and this their overall pressure defense. Um, so I think that's an area of Forest Park. If they can get a, a, a solid point guard in there, I think they have a chance to, to go very deep. Uh, and Woodward Academy, you're talking about Sydney Bowles, scored over 2,000 points in her career. She's at Texas A&M now. Um, she, is, she is gone. Now they still have a really good player um, that's going to George Washington that's going to lead the team in scoring now. Uh, and Sarah Lewis averaged over 14 points per game. But they have a bunch of sophomores that are going to have to play really big roles. Cameron Herring, Kayla Whitner, Delaney Cooper, all three are sophomores, very talented sophomores, but they're going to be thrust into being the second, third, fourth leading scorers for this team. Uh, and then uh, we already talked about Love, Joy, Forest Park, Woodward, and then Rockdale we, we touched on as well. So that's a really, really tough uh, region 
for sure. Uh, I think when it comes down to force targets, finding guard play to kind of alleviate that pressure off Allen and off um, Jones, I believe it is, or Brown, sorry, as their two best guards in the backcourt. Yeah. And I, I saw Brunswick a little bit this summer at the live. They they're, they got pretty good size. Uh, yeah. I'm not familiar with a lot of the girls, but uh, I was I was a little impressed with them, especially how big they were. And they were they were really, really physical. Yeah, Shanae uh, Jackson, I believe it is. Shanae Jackson averaged about 11 points, nine rebounds. Shamaya Flanders is about 5'11", great length, usually has very bright hair, pink, yellow, whatever it is, but she can really kill you from the high post, just rip and go and get downhill and, of course, hurt you on the glass as well. And I saw we had a comment about Langston Hughes. Langston Hughes is very good, as I wrote in my uh, – my preseason write-up, Langston Hughes has a shot to really go up. With Savannah Robinson-Holmes transferring in, she's looked great all offseason. Michaela Taylor was a high-profile freshman that got hurt last year, has not played a game. I have still not seen her play. She did not play with them in the GBCA, but she's about six foot three, and she was supposed to be a really, really big deal. So if she's healthy, she can immediately provide a major interior presence to go alongside a couple other girls at Langston Hughes. Uh, Sydney Smith should be back. Kyla Green was an all-region pick last year. And Michelle Basong averaged 18 points and four rebounds per game at Creekside, a transfer that's about five foot ten that moves in. So Langston Hughes, they have some length. They have that size inside if Taylor is healthy. And I believe Mallory Holmes is a senior that's about six foot one. So Langston Hughes has a lot of pieces, but I think it's going to start with Savannah Robinson Holmes really being the girl that gets his team going. Uh, a dangerous score from all three levels. Uh, was good last year at Mount Vernon Presbyterian. Uh, I think she has a chance to really lead this team far. Well, that's that sounds like another classification. Need to keep an eye on good <laughs> girl, all good. good girl Jackie, basketball. All good. Yeah, Great basketball in Georgia. Oh, oh yeah, and I'm, I'm learning some more new names and everything. Mm-hmm. Excellent, Charles. You muted. Bad. <laughs> well, I knew I didn't. I was trying to figure it down. I was trying to find Mike. Mm. Well, we we had well, we had the last class. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Seven eight. So, so I will say these seven a. Rankings, they, they changed about two or three days before uh, this poll came out with an a injury that dropped the team that was going to be ranked number three in the state, dropped mm. them out of the poll after a season-ending injury. Uh, wow. So if you see a – I won't necessarily name who the team is, but if, if you're in the know, you know what team is missing, what team uh, was really good last year and was supposed to be very good again this year. But – when you lose your best player, that that really hurts. Now they could earn their way back into it, but again, I'm a I, I got to see it to believe it. I I just I need to see how they um, come together and you know fill in those voids of losing a top player. Um, but the top team in the state from that same region, uh, Region Four, which is very very tough, is Brookwood, and we talked about Diana Collins earlier in the broadcast going to Ohio State. Just so good, over 20 points per game, creates for her teammates. Uh, they got Weathersby, Jade Weathersby, transfers in, uh, going to UAB, a big post presence that averaged about 
20 points and 12 rebounds per game or so at Parkview after she moved in um, from Colorado uh, a season ago. So she's really good as well. Uh, I just think this Brookwood team has a lot of pieces, uh, especially considering those two. You got Danielle Osho, who is not necessarily a household name yet, but that is a burgeoning that six foot, six foot one sophomore four that will shoot the three, blocks a lot of shots, runs really well, can score inside. I think she has a chance to be really special and looks like a D1 player in the future. And then lastly, they did get another transfer from Redan and Kennedy. Let's see here. Kennedy Daniels from Redan, who uh, played at um, the uh, Hype South Invitational last year, if I'm not mistaken. But she averaged 15 points per game at Redan. Uh, so they'll be they'll be tough. Did she did she transfer? She transferred from Redan to Brookwood this year. So that's you know Redan was a a tough team last year. I know they got beat by about fifty by Lumpkin County, but she actually led Redan in scoring last year. Not Jayla Cook. It was actually Kennedy Daniels led the team in scoring at fifteen points per game last year. And she uh, is a good three point shooter. So you add her alongside Diana Collins and that ability to throw the ball into weathers being played inside out. There's a lot of pieces uh, there for the Broncos to work with. Kinda, kinda, okay, go ahead, Ted. No, go ahead, go ahead. Wait, I'm just saying. No, I, I, it seems like, man, Carrollton is always interesting. Uh, they're always right there, but can, can never seem to get over the hump. I think year before last, they ran into Westlake yeah. in the uh, state championship. I was there. Uh, don't really know what happened to them last year, but I saw them this summer, and man. They, I mean, they just look always tough to me, man. They just always look tough. So what? You know, I don't know what it's going to take for them to get over the hump, but uh, I that, that's a team that always scrappy, plays hard, very well coached, athletic. Seems like they have all the pieces, but they just can't get over the hump. Yeah, injuries have hurt them. Like in that, that Westlake game, like you mentioned, the state championship, they were down, I don't know, six, seven points. Like they were within striking distance, but Kende Abasoy hurt her shoulder, I think dislocated it, and then, you know, they got outscored by 10, 12 points after that loss by, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 points. Uh, but that was then. But this year, Kanijah Daniel, uh, I believe she has committed to Georgia Southern. She tore her ACL, so she's out for the year, who was going to be probably their best player. You were going to pair her with Igosa Abasoye, who's going to Georgia State, a really good point guard, five foot five, really quick a shooter. Um, so that kind of obviously tempers – expectations for Carrollton. They're still going to be really, really good. I saw them in my fall league all throughout the offseason. Um, but, you know, that that hurts their ceiling some. Uh, so they they probably could have opened up a little bit higher. But uh, Carrollton does have Madison Reese transferred in from South Pauling, all-region guard. Madison Swint's a good sophomore that does the dirty work inside. Um, but, yeah, that does stink that Daniel is going to miss this season. Um, you look at Archer. Uh, team real quick on paper probably has the most talent in this classification. They got Tanaya McGowan, Courtney Nesbitt, Shanti Bryant supposed to still be there. Mimi Whitehead was an impactful freshman that got a lot of rebounds, played great defense. Kendall Collins was a forward that did a really nice job at about five foot ten. But the tranches of Taj Hunter, who averaged ten point six rebounds at Stevenson, a really quick off the dribble guard that can create her own offense, and then Sanai Harris, who comes in from Holy Innocence, following her dad as a head coach there at Archer. Archer has a ton of talent uh, as well to choose from. So Kyle, who who just missed? Yeah, so just missed in Class Seven A. 
you know, I was going back and forth on a couple of these teams. Like Lowndes was, uh, you see them at number 10. That was a late add with a, a team I had to pull out. Uh, but Lowndes, they do have their top six players supposed to return from last year's Sweet 16 team. But a couple teams that were on my radar that probably just missed out. Uh, I was looking at Campbell. I know Campbell, they graduate a ton. Uh, but Campbell's always going to be really good, no matter if it's all freshmen or all sophomores. Campbell is always a really good program. I was looking at them. Another team from Region 2, Pebblebrook. They went to the Elite Eight last year. They had a, a little bit of a good draw, uh, but their top four players are supposed to be back as well. So I had an eye on uh, that Pebblebrook team. And, uh, you know, looking at that, those are pretty much the, the two teams uh, I had that I was looking at. And then lastly, uh, of course, Grayson was uh, a team that I was going to have ranked highly, but now I have to kind of see how the, the pieces fit together now with a, uh, a different kind of dynamic now with injuries kind of hurting that, uh, hurting that program heading into the season. Okay. So, I, and I do, um, I guess want to give you an opportunity or, or for our own sake, maybe some just misses from other classifications. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. You want to go to six a now? Yeah, you can. Yeah, we can go back down if you like. However, sure, yeah. you want to mix it up. Yeah, let's just go down. So, uh, just looking at my list here in six A, uh, like a team like uh, Sequoia was was on the precipice there, lost in the state championship fifty four thirty eight to Lovejoy last year in Class Six A. Uh, they lost uh, a significant amount, uh, but they do have Ellie Blatchford, who's a Southern Miss commit. Uh, is a, a really good point guard that stuffs the stat sheet. And they have some other nice pieces around her, but they're going to be asked to score more and just be more, you know, more so instead of being the seventh man, you're going to be at the third man or fourth man on the team. So that's just going to be a, a bit of a learning curve. But Sequoia was a team I was definitely looking at. Uh, Maris, Maris graduates their entire starting five that won that state championship game. So it's hard for me to justify putting Maris into the poll. But I know Kim Hickson with that defense – they're just so fundamental. They don't beat themselves. And they have uh, a freshman in Kate Harpering who has high major offers already. Obviously, her dad, Matt Harpering, played at Georgia Tech, played in the, the NBA and everything. She's a, a superstar stud. If they had at least one or two more players uh, left around them, around her, uh, I would think about putting Maris in there. And then one other team, of course, uh, Kowasi touched on it. Veterans was a team that – uh, just missed just because I, I need to see him. I need to see how the freshmen and the rest of this uh, cast of characters kind of gels together. And Valdosta, I, I did see that. Valdosta in 7A, looking at Valdosta, 17 and 11 last year. Didn't have enough like great big wins last year. I mean, looking, let's pull up what they did in 7A in the, the first round. I know they lost in the first round. Uh, Valdosta was defeated by, they were in 6A last year, I want to say. Valdosta, they lost by two points to Rockdale, who is a really good team. Um, so you got to give uh, them a lot of credit for that. But outside of Cody inside, who's great, 18 points, 14 rebounds per game, uh, and Denver Arnold, who was their second best player, nine points per game, who else was going to be the factors there? I know Essence is great. She's, she's terrific going to Alabama, and Arnold is a really good second option. But other than that, there was a drop-off as far as who's back, to be that third leading scorer for Valdosta, if that makes sense. I know Cody's going to get her. She's going to have her 20 and 15 games, and Arnold is a solid uh, option in the backcourt. But who else is going to be there? And they're going to have their opportunities. They're going to be challenging with Lowndes. And I got a text message right before this podcast started 
that Camden County, keep an eye on Camden County. They got a move in that is supposed to be very, very good from Florida that could change things in Region 1 in Class 7A. So. Well, do you ever, do you ever uh, like a team just kind of, I don't know, wears you down, so to speak, or you see them and maybe the, maybe the numbers aren't adding up or the, the players, but it's a, this team has the it factor. Yeah. And with them having an it factor, they're, they're always competitive in games or or playing tough, playing good teams tough or pulling out wins and all these right. type of things. But it, if you look at it, again, on paper, it just it doesn't seem to add up to what they are once they actually get on the court. Yeah, and I think some of that with having the it factor, uh, I think some of that does have to do with coaching as well. You see some coaches that don't have the horses every single year, but every single year you see them, they're in the hunt. They're winning 20-plus games. It doesn't matter. They might have a Division three kid as their best player, and they're beating routinely Division two and Division I uh, talented teams. And that's, you know, that's important. And uh, that is what I guess you could kind of terminology-wise – uh, say as an X factor that there's a great system in place and it doesn't matter what the back of the jersey says, uh, but the front of the jersey, uh, like Buford. Buford obviously has had a lot of good talent through the years, tremendous talent. Um, but some of their teams in the recent past, like they weren't just up and down loaded with multiple four or five Division One girls or whatever like they used to do in the past. It's just that that culture and that mindset of execution and working hard and knowing like you can't let down the person next to you or else, you know, that's just not the Buford way. Uh, so teams like that, you know, no matter what, who's on the roster, uh, they're going to be very, very tough. So a team like that, I would say definitely has an it factor. And of course that would have to start with someone that builds the culture and a head coach like Gene Durden. Uh, so Buford always, always, always dangerous and a team that always has an it factor. It feels like always very difficult to beat come state tournament time. Okay, cool. And I think we're down to uh, 5A now. 5A, yeah. Yeah, looking at teams that just missed the cut. Uh, I was looking at Ware County and Statesboro, both of those teams, or at least on my radar in Region 1. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Ware County has everybody back. Uh, I really liked uh, a, a player they had, uh, Rihanna Matika, probably saying that last name wrong, but I think she has a chance to be a really good prospect as a, about a six-foot sophomore. Uh, States brother, top two players are back. Uh, uh oh, I hope the I guess the invitation. Yeah, that's right. We get some new new cities in there. Um, but quickly, another team I had looking at, uh, just looking at my highlighted teams, Calhoun out of Region Seven, a nineteen and ten team. A season ago, they made it to the Sweet Sixteen. They're the Region Player of the Year coming back in Bertia Curtis, who's a senior. Um, they have a, a really good two sophomores and Atha and Dorsey. Our our tough nose guards that will defend you. Allie Duke is about a five foot ten, five foot eleven forward that'll stretch the floor and shoot the three. So Calhoun was a team that also landed on my radar. And Banneker, Banneker, uh, they have nine transfers over the past two years. That's a lot of transfers, and uh, they got about a couple more coming in this year. So Banneker, that's a team that I didn't want to put them in the state rankings yet. I want to see again when you have so many new faces over the past two years. How does that all kind of work together? But I think Banneker has some sneaky talent coming off a of 15 and 11 season. Uh, like I said, nine transfers in two years. I think they're building something over there. So that's a team I got my eye on on Banneker. Mm. They, they get the man. 
Uh, let's see, 4A, uh, obviously I always catch a lot of slack from Flack, Slack, whatever it is from this program. Hardaway. Hardaway is a team that wanted to be in the top 10 last year, and they were they were good. I think they're going to be good again this year. Um, they made it to the Sweet 16, a really young team, 19-8 and eight a season ago. Uh, two really good sophomores, Michaela Johnson and Akila Shelton's got a lot of Division One interest. Uh, a sophomore also like Adija Burrell uh, really impressed me at a prep hoops camp. I know they lost one of their guards, I believe, transferred to Carver, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but Hardaway is a good team. They're in that region one where I think they're going to win that region. I think they should handle that region. Um, I wouldn't say easily, but comfortably. I think Westover could be a team that could give them some problems. But the rest of that region, I think, is down. So I think Hardaway is a team uh, that will make it into the top ten uh, quickly if they just handle their business, which I think they're capable of doing. Um, and any other teams in that class 4A uh, Walnut Grove was a team that possibly could have made it. I know they had a coaching change right before the season started, so they're kind of uh, a ship with rudderless ship right now, kind of trying to figure out. I know they're going to have a boys assistant, I believe, uh, kind of take over the girls program, but that's a team that has some talent that can win some games in a deep 11 team region eight. North Hall is a team that has a lot of guards that I think uh, can definitely click. They have a lot of shooters on that team. I, I believe they will be in the top 10 at some point as well. Um, they just have to really, you know, maneuver their way in a, uh, that tough region. But uh, Coach Herrick, Eric Herrick is over there now, uh, his first year on the job after leaving Dawson County. And he's done good stuff. I mean, he's won a lot of games when he was at North Forsyth. And if he can build that culture, which I'm sure he's on the verge of doing right now at North Hall, I think North Hall could be a very dangerous team in class four as well. Kyle, how often are the, uh, the rankings updated? Uh, the rankings are updated once the season starts every week. So boys comes out on Sundays, girls come out on Mondays. Okay. So that will be a, a weekly occurrence. And uh, quickly, class three, just trying to look here. Uh, three was really loaded. as If you recall, there are a lot of good teams. So it kind of filled itself out. But uh, Dawson County, uh, a fifth team out of Region 7, was a team that I was looking at seriously of possibly making it into the, the top 10, which they could possibly do so later on in the season, a 17-11 and 11 team um, that has a lot of their talent coming back and any other teams in Class 3. I think Calvary Day, I saw them over the summer. Hannah Kale's going to Georgia College. She's great. I, I'm I'm interested to see what they do around her. I think Destiny Gadeen did a really good job as a freshman last year, averaged 11 points per game, but Kale doesn't have that running mate. And Michaela Primo, who was, uh, you know, they were dynamic. Both of them averaged 20 points per game last year. Um, I think Calvary Day is still going to be able to run up a really good record in Region 3 because Savannah girls basketball right now is it's rebuilding right now. Um, and Hannah Kale is definitely the best player in the city, and I think Calvary Day is going to win a lot of games. Um, so that's a team to look at. And then in Region 1, a few teams. I know I had Monroe ranked, but Doherty and also Thomasville um, I had an eye on. I think more so Doherty. I really like uh, Jatian Chambers that I saw at the Hype South event last year, and I just saw her in Albany uh, last week when I went down to watch that camp. I like I like her a lot. And uh, Jacqueline Buchanan's a big girl, 12.6 rebounds a game a season ago. Uh, they're t- so their top two are back, but the only reason I did not put them in there, uh, top scores three, four, and five 
are graduated. So you kind of got to fill in the roles. And I know uh, a couple of those players that graduated were really athletic and really did a lot of good stuff, especially on the wing. So, so, um, so in that three, a um, with Darty, I got him matched. I got him again this year. I got him matched up against Mary persons. Okay. Uh, who's also three, a, I think, I think they, they might be a team to kind of, kind of just peek out a little bit as far as I I think they'll, they, they could possibly scratch the top 10. Uh, really? They're in a new region. Uh, I think some teams left, but they stayed. Um, but they, they, they returned pretty much everything. And yeah. uh, they went to the state playoffs last year. For the, I think they went from two wins to 15 wins or something like that. Hmm. Uh, finished fourth in the region. But I think there'll be a team to kind of keep an eye on in 3A. Yes, sir. So we are down to two A, or we're almost there, everybody. Two uh, A. Just looking at this, uh, North Cobb Christian. North Cobb Christian is definitely a team that I think they should get there. I think they definitely have enough talent. Brooke Moore has multiple Division One offers. A six foot wing that should be the best player on the floor, pretty much every time she steps out on the court. A walking triple double threat. Just mm-hmm. having her play an aggressive style. Uh, you know, really. For, you know, sometimes you don't want a kid to, you know, you, you tell people don't force the issue. But when it's your best player, sometimes you say, hey, if you make a mistake or take a bad shot here and there, I'd rather you take that shot than someone else. Uh, so she's really good. Keep it wiping his mouth. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, I know something about that. Talk to me. Hey, green light. Yeah. Sometimes that, I mean, that's just who I was, green light. Yeah, and – we're talking about a player that's. You get a chance to talk to Kate about his cruise and playing his son, asking about the green light. Okay. I was green light. I was green light. The wind was blowing, but that's a whole nother topic. No need to, no need to, to, to dive into that area. Let's back to you, <laughs> Oh gosh. But no, just uh North Cup Christian, Brooke Moore, Gabby Leprestes improving every year. Uh, Alexis Healy's a really good lefty three point shooter. Addie English is a big body that moved in. Wilson is a coach's daughter. So that they have a good team. They're gonna be battling at Mount Perrin in there with the rest of that region. I mean, you're looking at North Cup Christian, Mount Perrin, they're gonna be competing for that region title. I don't see anyone else really uh challenging them. So North Cup Christian should rack up a really nice record. So that's a team. Uh, just missed out. And um, a couple other ones. Thompson was a team I was thinking about uh, heavily in Region 4 over there in that CSRA area. They lose their number two score, but Jada Kendrick's a sophomore that averaged over 12 points per game. Uh, they had another sophomore named Lattimore, or Lattimore. That was good. A Sweet 16 team, 16 and 8. That's another team I had on the list. And East Jackson, 23 and 4, a season to go out of Region 8, which proved to be a not super strong region. They're super, super small. I saw them in the summer a lot. They really got hurt by any type of post presence. Um, but Antonio Pittman is super quick. She goes right up and down the floor, all about getting to the basket. And uh, Rakestraw is another good player as well. So, East Jackson, super, super, super tiny, but if they can dictate the tempo, play at their pace, turn you over, and get into transition, uh, East Jackson, a 23-win team a season ago, could be a team that makes it into the uh, top 10 at some point this year. Yes, yes, yes. I, I saw that. I, I actually went and scouted that team last year. 
really? They are very, they were very quick. So I yeah. know what you mean. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Not a love, don't be a hater. No. Green light. Uh, here we go. We got Class One A Division One. Um, looking down this list, Claxton was a team I was flirting with. In Division or Region Three, you already have Bryan County ranked Scriven, and then Woodville Tompkins. Uh, Claxton actually beat. Let me see. Claxton beat one of these teams three times last year. Mm. Claxton. Uh, Claxton beat Bryan County three times last year. Now Claxton's a little bit uh, different. They lose their third and fifth best options, but Nia Smith is supposed to be back. About a five foot eleven, five foot ten forward. I saw. Average close to a double-double, and they got a couple other good pieces. So Claxton could be a dangerous team. Um, looking at everyone else here, Darlington's always good. Guard play uh, is going to be different this year. They had a couple girls graduate, a couple girls transfer out. But Jai Jai Johnson's a really good five foot eleven strong forward. Uh, Georgiana Dempsey has a lot of Division three looks and offers. Uh, she's more of like a kind of like a wing-type player. But she'll be very important. And Darlington, uh, always super strong. They're always in the weight room over there up in Rome. Like that's just a physical, strong body team that can really bull you inside. Uh, so Darlington could be a, a dangerous team. And a team I did have highlighted, Prince Avenue, who we had a, a, a watcher mention them earlier. Mm-hmm. I think that's a team 13 and 9 a season ago. They made it to the first round. Two all region players back in a junior Vandegrift. And then sophomore Lily Purcell, who came to my camp. Uh, so they have some talented pieces. I was looking at them. And uh, Oglethorpe County, a team I mentioned, Kenzie Henderson, I think she's like a – she might have won a state championship in high jump or something like that, but she's about six foot tall, a sophomore, average about 19 points and 14 rebounds per game mm. as a freshman a year ago. So that's another team I had on my radar. Cool. All right, last classification, Division Two. quick teams that just missed out. Let me see if anyone pops out to me. Uh, Hancock Central, I had in there initially, but Neela Lamar uh, was going to be like their leading returning scorer at 10 points per game, a sophomore. Uh, she transferred to Greenbrier, which helps out Greenbrier in one of those higher classifications we mentioned. So Hancock Central, they lose their top returning leading score. That took them out of the running uh, and a team that I did have underlined here. Randolph Clay, 14-9 and nine a season ago. A first uh, round exit, uh, but they do have their second, third, fourth, fifth, and seventh leading scores back. So there is some uh, cohesion, some chemistry, some continuity uh, coming back for a Randolph Clay team that was fourteen and nine last year. That's it, everybody. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. What's what's your guys' thoughts? <laughs> Rankings. Don't equal rings. That's right. So let me, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Waste. Would y'all be in would y'all being ranked all right um, pretty high for the preseason? That's put any additional pressure on you as a team. Uh, I I don't think for us, no. Um you know I know it, it's a it, I do know it's a lot different. Uh been hunted than the hunter um but but for us we're gonna you know keep on going business as usual uh still gonna you know come out with a chip you know what i'm saying we always preaching uh to the girls about um you know just respecting the game and playing hard playing the right way 
stuff like that. So it, it's going to be no added pressure. Uh, you know, we won't allow them to get, uh, you know, big headed, so to speak. Uh, you know, so we're we just going to keep keep it business like we normally do. And uh, and that's it. We'll see where, where the chip fall. Yeah. yeah. I was I talked to Coach T earlier. Um, and, and she shout, was out, shout, out, shout out to Coach T, though. Coach mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> this is the last day that, um, you know, the season officially starts tomorrow with tries and stuff. So this this will be my last day uh, seeing the nice Coach T. <laughs> she was awful nice over the summer. I have to, I have to say, she was yeah, awful, but, awful nice over yeah, the summer. But when, when that season start, man, I, see, y'all don't have to, y'all don't have to deal with it. See. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Coach T, though, man. Shout out to Coach T. Oh yeah, but no, she was kind of just saying along those same things, like yeah. So nothing changes, right? The mentality for where you guys want to get to, nothing changes. So it's it's just going in that direction. So it's, I guess it's it's a compliment to be. Acknowledge, right? But now the real work comes in. Right, right. Nothing, nothing changes, man. Uh, like I said, it's all business. Uh, and every year, the goal is state championship. Uh, right. You know, you know, we we haven't accomplished yet, but we've been knocking a few times, and uh, we feel real good about our chances. So we, we just four point three mentality. Four point three. Now, what's not, that mean? I've been seeing that. What's four point three mean? Stay tuned. <laughs> Don't tell me. I don't need to know. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Okay. 4.3. Kyle, you want to take this question? Uh, as far as boarding schools, I don't necessarily know boarding schools, but private schools like in 6A, you've seen St. Pius has jumped up to 6A. Marist has jumped up to 6A. Um, Woodward Academy jumped up to 6A. Um uh, just looking, that might be it as far as private schools. Uh, I think that's it as far as private schools in 6A. None in uh, Blessed Trinity in 6A as well. Um, but none in 7A. I don't believe looking at everything. Buford, what is going to be for this? Is that considered? That ain't considered private, is it? Buford's a city school. City school so okay. You got Buford, like Cartersville's a city school. Jefferson's a city school, which they all they they have their own advantages as well. Um, and they you know they get punished with the kids out of area, whatever the the multiplier effect and all that stuff. That's why you see some of these schools going up, like Buford in seven A now for the first time when they were just one A you know years ago. Mm-hmm. So that's why they've been on the climb. Uh, how how does that play into um your your rankings or or your 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 formula when when teams are moving up or moving down or or whatever the case may be it just depends on the landscape sometimes moving up is great for you if you if you're in a really tough classification and you move up a class that's you know a i don't want to say a barren wasteland but just a much easier uh field for you that plays a huge role it really just depends on what's happening. Like some of these schools, I mean, I could probably pull it up. I don't want to bore you with looking at this, but, you know, sometimes you move up like Holy Innocence last year and Class A private. Now, maybe this year's not a great example because it is a really tough uh, classification, it feels like, at the very top. But Holy Innocence, they'd had to go through St. Francis and Wesleyan and Hebron and, you know, all these great private schools that you have to deal with. And now you're up there. On a, a typical, usual year, Holy Innocence is going to be loaded, and they're going to be playing against other public schools that just 
aren't able to really bring in kids like a private school per se is usually able to. So sometimes moving up, it, it sounds bad, but other times if you take a step back and kind of really look, it's like, wow, that's, that's not that bad. Like if you look at Holy Innocence's uh, region compared to what it was last year, like they're in there with, you know, Southwest Cab is ranked in the top 10. Westminster's ranked in the top 10. But the rest of that, like Hapefield Charter, they were 1-18 last year. Druid Hills, 13-13. and 13. Clarkston, 7-19. and 19. And those, like a 7-19 and 19 team in that compared to a 7-19 and 19 private school team, that private school team maybe would probably be a little bit tougher because out of those 19 losses, you're playing those juggernaut other private schools. So if you stick that team, if they were just able to get out of that private school region and go up to a, a, just a random region and maybe 3A or 4A, they could do a lot better. So it just determines just based on what the rest of the classification looks like, like just saying you're going up isn't necessarily a death sentence. Sometimes that's a saving grace. Yeah. Uh, and I, again, I, I, and this just came to me, but I think it's important to point out as well. You're biased through this whole process. My bias is, well, you, you, you don't have a bias. Well, no, 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 no. Yeah. I, I try not to trust me. No. Cause yeah. once you start, trying to curry too much favor to friends and this and the other. Kowasi, I didn't rank you number three because I love you, baby. I, I did it because the Lady Chargers, I think, are a, a legitimate team this year based on everything I see in the classification. Because once you start doing that for, hey, rank me here just for this, and I can't do that. I can't do that because that just loses so much credibility, I feel like. So, if anything, I, I got to go the other way. Yeah. Uh, so, again, these are all points I think are, that are important to point out. All right. So people may have formulated their own thoughts, opinions. He doesn't like us, this, that and the third. But these are these are not going in any um, personal feelings. This is what you're seeing and you're making a a determination based on the information you receive. That is correct. Yes, sir. Mr. Plummer. Yes, sir. All right, man. What what else y'all guys got for uh, for Kyle? I just appreciate him coming on, doing his thing. Yes, sir, man. I, I just want to say, man, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in that realm of uh, covering a little bit. So I know what you go through, man. Um, I always tell you, man, good job. You know, we appreciate it. Uh, and we, we're here for you no matter what they say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got, thank you. We thank got you. you back. We got you back. Much appreciated, you guys. Much appreciated. Yes, sir. Charles, are you trying to say something? Man, that joke with Mike. I don't know what's going on with it, Mike. It's not going. Um, now you froze. Yeah. Hey, I, I did see. I, I I did so. We did have one last question in the chat asking uh about the yeah private schools. Uh, private schools are not supposed to recruit. Test, test, test. Oh, there it is. There you go, Charles. But theoretically speaking, when you're talking about like a, a school in a very small rural area against an Atlanta uh, private school where you have many more resources, many more kids to theoretically pull from, yeah, they're going to have a, a, a better chance. Like uh, going back to like the, the class A private or uh, well, class 1A division one. Uh, where there's public schools with Galloway and St. Francis mixed in there. Uh, like in the past, 
public schools have not fared very well against private schools. Like there was this Pelham team that won a state title maybe five years, six years ago by now. Mm-hmm. Um, they were they were dang good, but they would always run into like holy innocence in the final four, whoever it was in the final four, and get beat and only get beat by like 10 or 12 points. But every other uh, public school, when they were mixed in with those private schools, they would get slaughtered by 30, 40 points, and they would have no prayer at all. And that's just something I, I am, I'm worried about coming back to fruition this year. And to finish that Pelham story, the, the next year they finally uh, got rid of uh, the, the public and private schools together. They were able to separate, and the, the one year Pelham was not jumbled in with all the private schools, they obviously went on to win a state championship. Oh, uh, you about to get a of points. Mm. <laughs> That's what I signed up for. Teflon, let it bounce off you, man. Yes, sir. But, yeah. That, that's what we do. Yeah, that's all we yeah. can do, right? That's yep. it. That's it. That's it. That's it. But, yeah, Kyle, man, we appreciate you coming on, giving us the breakdown, giving us the inside track yeah. of what's going on, um, letting people know. I think it was an informative uh, conversation as well. Because um, a lot of times I don't think people really understand everything that goes into it and the time and the due diligence that you give this process. So um, I think it was good for people to be able to hear that and, and get that that information out. Yes, thank you. Sorry for uh, hijacking the show from you guys tonight. Nah. Uh, if you didn't hijack the show, Charles was just going to get mad at us about something anyway. So Man, <laughs> Y'all got me out here like I'm the angry, like angry man from Martin. Yeah, yeah, we talked about Norcross. We talked Norcross was was talked about. Talking about boys, girls, girls have a bunch of tranches that moved in this year. Janiah Aikens is our best the uh best player coming back. They have what three or four tranches that moved in to Lula Falls point guard moved in Verona Charlton if she's eligible she's really quick really good playmaker they have two girls that came in from Mountain View that provide length in the front court um what's her name uh Kayla Lindsay is that the correct name I believe she uh played some big minutes uh last year she's going to be a senior and uh of course uh they have another uh Shania Farmer I think her name is from Duluth uh, transferred in. I think she has some good upside as a, uh, a six-foot junior. So Norcross, they have a lot of tranches that moved in to kind of keep them uh, in that relevancy for winning a potential another state title, uh, but replacing Zaria Hurston, who's at DePaul now, who was, I believe, the Class 7A player of the year last season. She was terrific all season long, a walking double-double. She's going to be very difficult to replace, but if all those transfers are eligible, uh, they will have good length in the front court again on with uh, a quick guard and then they're going to have some other players that came off the bench last year to fulfill uh, some some roles uh, and some voids that were left via graduation from last year's state championship team there it is. I, I, I got a chance to see him uh, against Warner Robins at the live period I like I'm, I'm not familiar with North Cross uh, I think it came all the way down to uh, I think Nevaeh Mack hit a game winner or something like down at the buzzer or something if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you know they were long. They were pretty big. Um, had one one or two girls that could shoot the three really good. Um, but like I said, I wasn't familiar with names. But they they were they did look solid. 
Yeah, and the thing is with that, even and that was back in June, right? Like some of these teams are much different now with transfers coming in or injuries right. not going to be there. So I don't even know if they had all the. I pretty sure they did not have a lot of those girls I just mentioned or whatever. If I said their names, not I know the Mountain View, this and the other, but I think a lot of those girls weren't even with the team back then. Uh, so they're going to even look a lot different from what we saw what four months ago. And that's just the nature of the beast, especially near a transitory area like Gwinnett County. Kids come and go left and right. Kyle, I did want to ask you uh, about Marietta High School. Did we talk about them? We did not. We did not. We did not. So I just remember them coming down to the event last year as well. Um, and I believe the year before, were they coming off a state championship? or They were coming off a state championship when they put in the event last year. Okay. Right. Yeah. So what what is kind of their outlook this year? Uh, they are in major rebuild mode. Um, they are going to be really good in maybe three years or so. Uh, Coach DeWitt's daughter, Leah DeWitt, is really good. They Now, they played in my fall league uh, at East Paulding this offseason, and they were playing against varsity teams with all 2028, 2027 girls. Now, they didn't win a ton of games, but they competed. But this Marietta team – uh, it's going to probably be a while before you see them really contending, um, but that is a really good team. I'll, I'll list off the names. Uh, Leah DeWitt, a 2028 guard, that's going to be a Division One player if everything goes according to plan. Uh, Kayla Day is their their primary player that's coming back. That's a junior, a five foot six junior, so she's their most experienced player. Uh, but a lot of good 2027s. Addison Branch is five foot ten. Kaylee Wang. Is a guard. Uh, they have a lot of players to choose from. Tracy Wakefield, twenty twenty eight, but they're they're a few years away from making some noise at the varsity level. But when that twenty twenty seven twenty twenty eight core gets there, uh, they're going to be really really good. My hey, man Sandy hey. is tapped in, y'all. He, he tapped in. He tapped in. Come on, KP. I, I, I already got ahead of the game. I uh, I, I hit up uh, Coach Dewitt last year. Mm-hmm. I said, Hey, look. I already know you're rebuilding, but I saw your daughters because he has another daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. a little younger, but she 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 should be coming right behind. Yeah, not um, too but, but that middle school group, man, I mean, talented. And so really? I told him, I said, "Hey, hey, I need you down here in 2027, in 2028." It's amazing. Like they put in that folly. Like I said, they they took their lumps, but that's um, you're freaking like ten. Well, not ten, but like twelve years old, thirteen. 11, 12 years old, and you're playing against 17, 18-year-old girls, and you're you're not winning, but you're holding your own. That's only going to make you better. That's incredible. Oh, yeah. yeah, that, that Leah, Leah, she can play. She can play. She yeah. was she was legit. She was an all-league performer, maybe all-league third team. She's good. Yeah. Yep. Send this GHSA. GHSA state rankings, correct? Yes, it. Hey. Kyle, I got my, I, I got see, it. See, Kyle, see what, see what we're talking about. <laughs> I don't what know, but y'all was about to make it up. I'm going to start howling, nigga. Oh, my mic must have been too loud. My mic, my bad, Kyle said, if you felt like I was yelling at you. Man. But I do have a question for you. Yes, sir. <laughs> So my question is, look, I know you haven't got to the uh, the boys' ranking, but I'm curious about uh, I'm curious about what you see as far as a six A. If you had to name three teams that that 
And no, don't rank him. You ain't gotta rank him. I'm just curious to see what. Man, what is going on? What did I do? <laughs> what did I do? I asked one question, and this is you see how they do. Man, I asked one question, and this is how they do. I think my mic is. I think my mic is turned up too loud. Let me turn my mic down. So, Joe, what'd you say? Six eight boys. Six eight boys. Yes. Yeah, six eight. Is that is that better? Do anybody feel like I'm yelling still? Is that better? No, you you already took the base out. You're fine. All right. No. Yeah, six eight boys. No, it doesn't have to be a, a ranking. It doesn't just if you was to name three six eight boys, who who would you say you would be keeping your eye on? Team wise. Team wise, team wise. Yeah, so obviously Grovetown, defending state champs. A lot of people have them nationally ranked. They have their entire team back. They're gonna be yeah, they're they're gonna be really good. They're really big, you know, six five guards, six seven forwards, six ten big men. Like they, they have a lot of pieces. They're 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 definitely gonna be the team to beat. That's not gonna be a surprise to see if they open up number one in the state. Um Jonesboro is a is a good team. Uh, they have a lot of pieces. Like you forget about these kids that transferred from Forest Park. That's the thing you got to remember. They had mm. the reigning freshman of the year mm. transfer from Forest Park over there, and they had, a, I think, a second team All State player as a sophomore transfer over to Forest Park. They were both ineligible last year, so they had mm. to sit out. Uh, and now you're looking at one being what is it like a senior and a junior now? If though, if they can still. If they have gotten better from when they last put in the GHSA, those two are going to be game changers. Devon Rainey is a, a Miami, Ohio football commit on the wing, average over 15 points per game, and they have a couple other good players as well. So Jonesboro is going to be tough. They had a move-in in Jason Isaac from Elka, who I hear has been really, really good with the program this year, uh, in the offseason at least, and I, I saw him as well in the summer. He looks very good. Um, so that's a team that's going to be tough. Uh, Etowah is a team – I wouldn't sleep on them. If they can all piece together, they dropped from 7A to 6A, 16 and 11 a season ago. Um, they fell to the four seed. They faltered in the region tournament, got ousted by Berkmar in the opening round. But Brandon Recksteiner, one of the best point guards in the entire Southeast, going to Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. He is back. You have Chase Clemens, who was uh, initially a Nebraska commit. I don't know where he's going to end up going now, but that's a kid that has been a highly – uh, touted guard, scoring guard over the course of his career. He just moved back to Etowah, so he'll be playing his first year there as a senior. Um, that's a kid that can fill it up and get you 25, 30 points if he's hot. So you got two guys right there that can go off for 25, 30 points in a blink. Oh, wow. You got Mason Edder is a really good six foot five wing. Brother plays at Georgia, takes a lot of charges, has gotten a lot better scoring the ball off the dribble and is a good shooter. And then Aiden Weaver is a sophomore. At about six foot three, super athletic, brings a bit of an X factor as far as his athleticism. So Etowah, that's a team that's seen the best of the best. They're going to schedule super hard teams throughout the regular season. If they can get hot, um, those two guards they could they can score with anybody in the entire state if they are on. And Brandon Rexner usually is not off. And if he can get help from Clemens and Edder scoring in the backcourt, Etowah can beat a lot of teams this year. Hey, hey, to piggyback on that um that first team, that Gro- Grove Town, uh listen, uh I don't I don't know if they're the favorite or not, but uh I think they'll be there in the end. Uh well coach Dar- uh Darren Douglas, he does a great job. Um wing players, those guards, man. Listen, 
they Grove Town will have something to say. Uh, I think that they are the defending champs, right? Six A. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. That 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 yeah. team. I I feel like I feel like they'll be there to defend their their title, man. Uh, Coach Douglas does a great job. Uh, yes, they, they're just well coached, well coached. So. That that that's my spiel on those three teams you just named. But I like I really like Grove Town, man. Like, what's the answer yeah. to this? Uh, back in baby three, what do you think, Mister Kowalski? I'm still what tripping off saying? the I'm still tripping off the name. Oh, depends. Depends on if your kid. If, it depends on if that kid's gonna fit. Just because he good don't mean he can go to a school that's well known and be good. I think, man. Yeah, I think to each his own. Um, but for me, uh, if it's if it's a homegrown kid, uh, just my opinion, uh, I would I would probably be more prone to uh, stay put. Um, you know, I've been in a situation where, you know, there was calling and trying to get him to transfer my son stuff like that um but i i i just didn't i didn't think it made sense uh individually anyway uh for him to leave uh i love what ups and lee did a couple years ago uh with all those homegrown kids uh undefeated two years in a row back-to-back state titles to me those stories are mean more they mean more they they feel better Yeah. yeah they feel better and uh Absolutely. Uh, while I mentioned them, they'll be back. They got a uh, had a good middle school group that won a championship, and uh, they're a couple years away. But I think in two or three years, you'll be hearing from them again. Uh, homegrown kids that've been together, uh, and that they'll they'll be they'll be they'll be uh, named to know in a couple years again. That's the only difference. Uh, when you're doing a homegrown, you have to sometimes you have gaps in there versus uh being there every year but, but you're not that, supposed to win 25 games every single year that's not necessarily that's you're it's you're, there should be ebbs and flows every once in a while you know that's right, that's right. the nature right. of what it's kind of supposed to be you can always be good but you shouldn't w- lose two games every single year that's that's hard to do with legitimate homegrown kids that can't yeah, yeah. be a 10-15 year span of winning 30 games a year that's just not really uh realistic i feel like yeah 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 but but like i said yeah it's it, it feels better when it, when that time does come it, it just feels better in my opinion yeah yeah i agree with you yeah i'm a, i'm not a huge proponent of transferring i always say if, if if you're good enough you'll probably be seen and if if you're at like a, a unknown bad school i mean no school's unknown when it comes to me i'm, I'm watching all these that's why i do this stuff to find the unknown Hidden jams. Don't worry about trench. I'll come find you. Don't worry. <laughs> well, with that being said, that's why you always just make sure you get on a, a solid travel ball team that plays in events where you're going to get a lot of good exposure, where there's media coverage, where you're going to get a lot of playing time. That's uh, another reason where you could use that to say, I don't necessarily have to transfer. I'll just, you know, a lot of kids get recruited off their travel ball circuit stuff anyway, because all the coaches are sitting there. They're not going to one game on one night on one Saturday to watch one kid. They sit there for all day and they see 10, 15, whatever games a day. So that's really important. If you're at a, a small unknown school, just make sure you really, you know, put emphasis on finding that right travel ball program. And that can really uh, lessen the, the need to transfer to a well-known school, I would think. 
Right. Kyle, you do a man, speaking of that, man, you do an amazing job of, of providing exposure and coverage uh for these for these kids, you know, going out and finding those own gems. So that's that's one of the things you do well. We applaud you for that, man. So um actually there's a and, and just speaking there's a uh you, you guys haven't seen uh, there will be a media day for the house and count. You like that segue, KP? I was wondering where you were going with this. I was like, well, he knows the tone, so maybe he's being nice to Kyle now. But I like the transition. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) you were walking it back a little bit. Hey, I I I turned my mic down, man. My mic was all the way up. But anyway, (laughs) so we gonna have there will be a House and County Media Day uh, Saturday, November fifth. Uh, it'd be live streamed through cash streaming. Uh, so trying to provide some awareness of what's what's going on with the basketball in the area. Uh, we'll have boys and girls uh, uh, at the event. Uh, Tat, you want to kind of speak on it as well? I know you I just, played it. Go ahead, KP. Before Tat speaks on it, this is not an in-person event, so it's going to be live streamed. So it'll oh, be held at Warner Robins, but don't come to Warner Robins. Unless you're invited, and it's and it should only be the coaches and maybe a, a few players, but this isn't a come over. This is going to be a live stream event. Go ahead, if you me. come over, if you come over, you're gonna get charged to come in the gym ten dollars. Sure. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. I I I I talked. I I actually talked to Wasted about this because Wasted has 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 done this before. He's, he's held he's held media days before, and you know I actually you know you know ran about him first, man. What you think? Uh, this is the first one for our county, um, you know, to, to do this, and and we thought it was I mean be a good idea. Um, so I mean you know here it is, we you know trying to get more coverage, more uh, exposure for our our county, uh, and and you know our region here in Middle Georgia. And you know this this one of one of the things that we you know that that we can try to contribute to to uh, to help you know push it move it forward. Definitely, definitely looking forward to it, man. Like you said, Tad, so the first time doing something uh, like this um, for for Houston County. Of course, Wasey has already done this before, uh, so kind of following in his footsteps, um, giving us kind of the blueprint on on how to how to make it happen. Um, but it's just, and, and as Charles alluded to, it's just another avenue for exposure, um, and and you know trying to trying to do our part, so to speak. And Kyle, you're more than welcome to come down for this if you not got if you don't have anything going on. Thank you. I'll have to check with the missus, see what she's got going on. November fifth, right? November fifth. Yeah. Hey, what 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 I did it? Um, I, I remember calling Kyle <laughs> and kind of picking his brain about it because I was uh, actually seeing. When he was doing them up in, uh, I don't know, it was the Gwinnett area. Yeah, Gwinnett always has them. They just had theirs yeah. this week. Yeah, well, he was, yeah, he was covering it up there, and um, and at the time we didn't have it in this area, so uh, you know, I actually called him, picked his brain a little bit, and uh, and we made it happen. Uh, I haven't had it in a couple of years, uh, but it's good that y'all are doing that. I, I think it's great. Like you said, great exposure. Uh. You know, way way to uh, get excited about the season and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, Bibb County, 
they they will they had one last year. I know they'll have one this year. I'm not sure the date. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I start, you know, seeing people start to kind of, you know, doing it, you know, I didn't think, you know, I thought that I could step back and just support. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, I'm all for it. Um, I'll be there. I'll, I'll be covering it and stuff like that. Uh, Houston County as well as Bill County. So good job, good job, everybody. Yeah. So looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Honestly, just looking forward to the season kicking off. I think it's going to be a a, a heck of a, a basketball season, high school basketball season this year um, for the for the knowns and for the unknowns. I think it's just going to be very competitive. Um, I think because of camps, because of travel ball, um, because of all these things that have kind of come into play now, um, kids are playing basketball more um, and getting more work in. KP, some of these kids just picked up a basketball today getting ready for trials. Well, some, you're right. <laughs> some of them did. <laughs> some, some, some of them did. And it's going to show. And then what's that? They're going to be slept on. They're going to be hated on. Because <laughs> they, they ain't play with this team and they didn't do this. And yeah, all, all of those excuses is fixing to come. Crashing through. Oh. Yeah, but anyway, I ain't mean my back hit. Uh, but that's one hundred percent right. Yeah, yeah. So I was gonna get to that point. So I would just say, you know, good luck to everybody for the tryouts. Um, that's, that's going on starting tomorrow. Uh, I hope you're ready. And and then there you go. There you go. There you go. Good stuff. Good stuff, man. So yeah. Uh, oh, we got a comment. We do got a comment. Yeah. Uh, do we find a gym? idea who that kid is Sammy Pitsy. I don't want to say persist was until Kyle. So yeah, Trinity Christian, right? French. He's got a younger brother that is uh th- I thought he was a year older. I don't know. I guess I guess he's like a sophomore now, but uh I think his younger brother is Alex. He's uh, supposed to be pretty good as well. That's another thing. Good point, Dr. Lowe. Training is good. Don't get us wrong. But you got to – them cones don't move. Unless you kick them or bounce the ball on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I seen a, I seen a, I seen a clip. Uh, I think it was on IG of a young yeah, – it was a trainer telling a young guy, a young kid, that he was overtrained. Like, I need you to play basketball. Everything's not a drill. Oh, that was Wichita. Seen that, I seen that. That was uh, John Lucas. Was that John Third. Lucas? Oh, yeah. Third. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he said you went into this move just because it's a training move. It wasn't even time to use that move. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He like, yeah. Like, he, yeah, he got upset about it. He was pretty adamant, like, you're training too much and you're not playing. Yeah. So you see that. So I, I, I'm not gonna keep you because Kyle. This is where I do get amped up and get passionate. This is what they. This is normally when he gets mad at us, Kyle. Oh, I God. don't, but I don't be mad. <laughs> I don't be mad. Wait, I'm wait, never you, mad. But Kyle was not mad at us last week. <laughs> no. So here's the thing. So, so I'm gonna be honest. Like, ain't nobody gonna tell me how I think what I'm thinking, and you. If somebody ain't explaining something what they think, you can't explain to me what they think. They got to explain it. I just won't accept it. So we was having a, a misunderstanding. <laughs> yeah. We let, well, we let you work through it, though. 
I mean, we we told you what it was. No, just all good, man. Just misunderstanding, <laughs> miscommunication. I just needed you to see. He's trying to tell me I wouldn't accept. <laughs> they go chess right there. You've been watching the whole yeah. show. Don't want to say nothing because they don't want to say it all. <laughs> no, nah, man. I'm coming up to get a. I'm coming up there to get a haircut. <laughs> so we can have a conversation. Can I ask Mr. Kowasi a question? He does. He, he does not have to. He does not have to answer because uh, he may have a dog in the hunt. But I, I know I've asked you personally uh, if you had to pick your top five girls basketball teams in middle Georgia, do you know who those top five would be? Would you be willing to put them in order or would you just say them or you want to, you want to stay tight lip? Cause I respect either, either way you go with this question. No, I, I can give you five, but I, I wouldn't say an order. I wouldn't okay. give an order, but I can okay. give you five teams uh, who I think make the case, you know, can make an argument right. for that. Um, so I'll go, with the obvious ones we've been talking about, with Warner Robins, yeah. Baldwin, Veterans, uh, Central. Uh, then you can go Dodge or Northeast Macon. You know, uh, Jones County will be sneaky. They'll 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 have something to say. Uh, so you know, I know I gave you more than five, but uh, no order. Mayor person, yeah, 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 yeah. We 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 got like you say, it's 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 up. Girls basketball is yeah. up in this area. Uh, so there are, are are good seven or eight teams who uh who can all make a claim for the top five. And 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 like I said, I think the order can flip depending on what time of year it is. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, man. Uh, and the good thing about it, I was telling somebody, uh, a lot of them. Uh, we're in uh, like different classifications, so yeah, uh, it has a chance for Middle Georgia to bring home some state championships. It should be like last year with Augusta, you know. Had yeah, like three- yeah, yep. So, uh, and the good thing about it, for the most part, everybody plays each other too. That's good. So, I like that. Some good measuring stick. Yep. Yep. Good question. So, brother Kyle, we're gonna go ahead and get you off the screen, man. We appreciate you coming on. <clears throat> we appreciate all the good stuff that you're doing out there. When the boys drop, are you coming back? Yeah, hey, if you guys want me, I'm sure that <laughs> the comments will be going crazy for that one. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't come back on. But, yeah, if you guys want me, I should be able to make it out here. Yeah, no. So do you know when that may happen? That will be uh, next Sunday. Boys come out a week from now. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I got to. Hope these transfers uh, stop happening, and I can kind of figure out what to do. Right, with all these teams, but uh, yeah, so I put pen to paper. There it is. Well, let's figure it out. Uh, we would love to have you back on, man, and chop it up and kind of go through them like we did today. Uh, again, I think this was very informational um, for for people out there to understand what this process looks like, understand what it means. It doesn't mean. What does your shirt say, Kyle? Rankings don't equal rings. Jamiespeel.etsy.com. <laughs> Go and get you one. If you hate my rankings, rep it and say, I don't know anything. That's fine with me. 
<laughs> don't equal rings. Trust me, that is a no truer statement has been told. <laughs> Kyle, you see that? I have no idea how I became the angry dude on this show. I don't know that this baffles me. Hey, I'll accept it, embrace it. I'll be the I'll be the angry guy. No, all good, man. But like I said, Kyle, we appreciate you, brother. And uh yeah, let's let's figure it out for next week and then we go from there. All right. Thanks you guys. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. All right, man. Have a good hey, week, thank bro. you. We appreciate good it. Good night, man. Have a good night. Yes, sir. Hey man. Y'all can just call me Samuel Jackson from here on out. <laughs> I'll be him. Just call me SL. SL. It's the people. Right. People have spoken. I'm just saying. Wait, wait, man. Then let's talk about Bruce tomorrow. I'm a veteran hater. <laughs> like, man, where hey, did they get that from? Like KP said, the people have spoken. <laughs> you ain't you ain't no exception, Ted. This shit because the commanders won it. <laughs> hey, hey, we hey, we won two in a row, Dr. Love. Don't do that. Uh, this kind of double check. Hey man, look at that, man. Hey man. My boy, man. Oh, oh yeah, man, my boy shoot bad, man. Yeah, yeah. Wait, they said your boy snapped off on somebody, a reporter or something. Man, he always, he always just. So if y'all had Devontae Adams, would it would the world be different right now? Maybe a game or so. Man. <laughs> I don't know, man. Hey, double check this. He just angry and took all the money. Now we can't. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> he, he just he just old and angry right now. They got all the money. They can't get. They mad with everybody. Cause we can't get nobody. Yeah. <laughs> so all all money ain't good money. All money ain't good money. Him, him and Tom Brady both going through this thing. Isn't it? it might be hey. over with. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's over with for Brady. But you lost to the Panthers, and it just traded. Now, this go this go for three points. Yeah, bro. So that's where, where they uh, play that Carolina or Carolina Carolina. And they who the quarterback in Carolina? Ain't no telling. I don't know. Tatnum got a good luck charm. That's why they won today. How? Who y'all sign? Man, please don't do that. <laughs> do not do that. Nah, don't don't do that. Don't do that. Oh. I, don't do that. I was I was show out on here now. <laughs> don't do that. No. We had a we we had a bye today. So my Stafford didn't. I'm a Rams fan, so Stafford nah. didn't play today. Don't don't do that. He played he played well. That Joker didn't even dress out. Don't do that. Who? Joe didn't even dress out on the home game. So hey, don't do that. Talking about Wits. They side. Nah, don't do that. Yeah, what to say. <laughs> Who y'all side? Oh man. Ed Kenny, he got he on. Who do they side, Man, please. Huh? He say who they son? Charles, you know who they son. Oh, I, I, I don't know. Oh, they signed a quarterback. You talking about watch the Commanders? Yeah. 